The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to another episode of UFC Unfiltered. Really fun one today, Matt and myself. We have Billy Graziati from Biohazard and Send Dog from Cypress Hill in studio. Talk the MMA and their new project, Power, Power Flow. Good, I knew Matt would do it. And also we have uh, Kelvin Gastelum calling in on the phone. It's a really good episode. It's a fun episode. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. We are indeed your hosts. Nice to be back. I was away. Matt and I are here together today. We have a good show. We have Kelvin Gastelum calling in to promote uh, Fight Night this uh, weekend against uh, against uh, oh my god oh, who uh, are you thinking Chris of? Weidman, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, dude. I'm so I, I came right from the airport, so I'm really really tuckered out. Jimmy, uh, yes, Jimmy, yes. Happy birthday! Thank you, Matt. Happy birthday, Jimmy! Thank you. Happy birthday, Jimmy Norton, my partner, actually, my co-host. I'm 49. It's actually UFC on Fox, not Fox. I'm uh, 49. You're 49? Yeah. Don't round that up. Beats, Just say 49 for yeah, the year. Yeah, it beats being dead. I mean, listen. <laughs> not by much, but it does. I'll tell you, you look good for 49. Thank Jimmy. you. You look better than those pictures you showed me. You were probably like in your 30s. Thank you. Yeah, I've lost weight. Although I've been eating like a little tubaroo when I was, I treated myself for birthday week, man. Yeah. I know. You lift up your shirt. You're like, oh, I'm such a, I'm such a moose. And you had nothing. I know. There's nothing there. I think, um, I, I think you do that. Do you do that to make me feel bad about myself? No, I, I'm not even thinking of you. And I'm okay. thinking of my own self hatred. All right. My own self hatred is based on Because it depresses me. No, no. You know? <laughs> and we have uh, Gaslam on the phone and coming in studio. We have um, we have Send Dog from Cypress Hill. Oh, I and love Cypress Billy Graziati Hill. from. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right from uh, Biohazard, who Matt used to train, and they have an album out together, and they're doing like a band together, like a super group. Yeah, called Power Flow. Power Flow. Yeah. I'm really. Um, they're big UFC fans. <clears throat> Billy is. Me. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Billy. I don't. I don't catching up with him. The last time I, 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 don't, I tell you the truth, I don't know, remember the last time I seen him. It's probably been, it's probably been close to 20 years. I mean. I used to fight at the Vanderbilt in Long Island, and my very first few fights, uh, Billy and the rest of the Biohazard, would they went, and I remember they made a song for me, and I don't. I, I'm gonna ask him if he remembers. I'm I mean, sure like, he nobody, does. No much music that that guy probably makes. You remember when a fighter uses your song? I remember one verse. You want me to belt it out? I do. 
It was going something like bone crushing soldier. He'll fuck you up like I told you. And then it goes into something that I forgot. But it was really, I mean, dude, this is literally, I was 20 years old. I'm 43 now, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm right on your, I'm right on your heels, man. I'm right yeah, there. Six years. You're still I'm young. right there. You're still a young buck. I'm a young buck? Yes, you are. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not too young. But I am doing a lot of jiu-jitsu. I know you are. You enjoy it. You know who didn't do a lot of jiu-jitsu? What's the matter? Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> holy hey, shit. Holy shit. That's why, that's why you're a freaking comedy genius. Look at your mind. And this is how dumb Look at your mind. By I, the way, this is how dumb people are on Twitter. I tweeted, man, I did not see that coming, the, op- the results. And someone's like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing the UFC Parker. Shut up. You <laughs> didn't see it. You know who else didn't see it coming? Ponzinibbio or Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. You dumb fuck. People, no one. So, I mean, I'm not saying I'm shocked that Ponzinibbio knocked him out. Because, you know, he hits like a fucking, uh, you know, a, a, a lead fist. Right. But that fast. You know, Gunnar well, Nelson, for as good as he is, I will be say this. He took probably the most decisive beating I've ever seen anyone take against Damian Maya. That was one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen anybody put on. Yeah. Was it, Maya destroyed. And again, you know, Gunnar Nelson's very tough and he hung in there and he's a great uh, grappler. That, that went to this. That went 25 minutes. But that yeah. was a savaging. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I thought maybe... I love watching that fight. It's that incredible. position. It just looks smothered. I don't like watching Maya fight or Khabib because they're so good. I get very claustrophobic. Like, they, they make me feel smothered. Like, you're getting up in this fucking... Guy is stuck to you like glue. It's like it just looks awful. It's funny you brought up Damian Maya. We had John Danaher, the brilliant John Danaher, was out in Strong Island last night. We were um, going over stuff with Chris. So there was a whole wrecking crew over at my Levittown Academy, my Sarah BJJ Levittown. So, uh, you know, there's certain things I do with the underhook. I'm really good at getting out from bottom with my underhook and half guard. So he was showing me some ways um, that I'm definitely, it's going to work well for me, I believe. But he was showing me how Damian Maya does it. And he, he said that Damian Malia was in the city one time and they were, and he was showing him how, well, he, say he has an underhook, uh, I have my left underhook, and he's going to, like, and he does this off of a failed takedown a lot, Damian Maya. Yeah. Like, he'll go for a takedown, it's not working, and then he'll just, like, sit into a half guard, okay? So then when the guy's looking to wizard him, he gets really low, and instead of being around the waist of a guy that's wizarding him, What's wizarding? Wizarding is, let's say if I'm going to take your back and you fold your arm in, like inside. So if I'm close to you for a second here. Okay. Like, let's say I'm... Matt's putting my left arm around Give him. Give your hand over here. This, this hand. And, I, and I've now... So, you're, so, his... so now if you bring this leg between mine, you're stopping me from right. getting a hold of you. Okay. You yes. So when a guy's doing that, he brings them up almost on top of them and his, his, his underhook, instead of being around the, uh, his opponent's waist, he goes underneath the leg. And he continues to bring the guys forward, so the guy's hands go to the floor. Then he comes up around the waist, and it's really a, a, a beautiful. Um, yeah. Now, do you have to be particularly strong to do? No, that? not at seems, all. He seems like no. a very strong. Guy. Well, he's strong, but he's strong in the technique. So he's not muscling. He's never muscling a guy right. down. He's getting him down with the proper technique and leverage, where it doesn't even take a lot of um, effort. I should say it's not like he's power doubling somebody. Right. He's getting glued to them, and he's technically getting to make to move a certain way so he can get tighter and tighter. And if he doesn't get them down, he's getting on their back. Him and Woodley know? is going to. Be, I'm really looking forward oh, to that man. fight, and it's oh. fair. He deserves it. He deserves a shot. Um, and that's going to be. I mean, that could be something like the the the. I mean, see that fight with Gunnar Nelson. He was looking great, dude, in the beginning. I mean, he was just like, like I um, I forgot who said it. It might have been Dan Hardy or 
the, the other gentleman who was Brian John Gooden. But they were oh. saying, "Look at him; he's like coiled up, and he springs out with a shot. Like it was beautiful, and it's true. Like he's he springs in Machida like, and he comes in with like a with like a, and he was accurate. So he was he was landing." On um what? Oh, I'm thinking you're talking about Damian Maya. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm going. I'm, no, I, I'm, to... I'm going back and forth because uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, okay. What I meant was, it's a, it's a, like Gunnar Nelson versus uh, Santiago. Ponsonibio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could play out similar in the fight with Woodley versus Damian Maya, where that fight might have been totally different. Different the fight over the weekend with Gunnar Nelson if he did achieve at least one clinch yeah, yeah. and take down and it could be a totally different fight. You know what I mean? If he got out of that first round when the guy's the most explosive, so that is what I feel. Damian Maya has got to get out of that first round with with uh, sure. without taking a lot of damage. Right. Where he's the most explosive, where he's knocking out Robbie Lawler and he's uh, Tyron Woodley is just you know sure. landing and so powerful where. If he gets a little, the, the the you know he's 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 got that power up until the end, but he's got to really force him to to, to, to fight to fight. He's got to be really forcing him to defend the takedown and fight him off. Well, he's deadly in the later rounds too, though. I mean, he you know you know uh, fucking uh, Thompson both times once in the was it was both times in the fourth round or was once in the fifth, once in the fourth yeah. where he caught him. Um, it's almost like he seems to conserve a little bit in the second and third. Like he knows that. He doesn't want to fucking. He wants to have some energy, so he seems to be a slightly more conservative than he would be in a three round fight. And then he fucking uh, he caught him twice. And in the second fight, I was like, God damn it! How did you let him catch you? But yeah, wait, but that could be difference though. The only difference is that Maya is going to be trying to put his weight on him and trying to. Yeah. You know, it was a, sure. totally a stand up fight. Between well, yeah, very different. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say like in those both times that he had uh, like those five round fights, it's with a guy who has a, a polar opposite style. That's right. A karate style, an in and out, where it's just a total. I mean, now it's a lot more tiring fighting off a guy oh, looking to get a hold atrocious. of. It. I mean, you got to use your ground. And, and the way Maya does it is that he's not. You think he'd be exerting a lot of energy trying to get guys dragging him to the floor, but he's really not because he's just he's trying to put you down. It's not he's go, it's not working. He's going to his back, but yet he has a hold of you still. So you still have to fight him off, and he's coming up on top of you really tight. It's just. And he's got those long limbs for that weight class too. Is he a five or ten time world champion? I don't remember. With jujitsu? Yes, I'm not sure. But he's. I want to say five times. Wor- world class is the word, though. And I don't think I've. I, don't, I think he's the best guy. Like, uh, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I don't can't think of anybody who's using it better for jujitsu in, in in the octagon. You know what I mean? I'm I mean, Jacare is, is close, but Jacare sometimes. It, because he had some success with you know he's 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 got more he's better with the striking that he could sometimes maybe stay up there a little too long where you know Danny Amaya what he really wants yeah it seems like he's won at least seven wow. jujitsu tournaments yeah. yeah world world championships right yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's just a fucking beast I'm looking forward to that fight but I was shocked that the Gunnar Nelson lost in the uh, in the first round I mean you know come on nobody expected that to happen if he was gonna lose though that's the way he yeah. would have lost so it's not it's it's more of shocking because he looked so awesome. I feel. I mean, he's, he was looking great that fight. He even said no excuses. He said I had a gr- fantastic. Camp. Uh, yeah, he said he had a, a great camp and and it just wasn't his night. And he'll learn from it sure. and he will. He's. I think he'll. I believe he'll be back. He's a, he's a phenomenal fighter. Uh, it's just you know against the, you know Ponzinibbio, the last thing you want to do is stand up with. And when he went down, he was out yeah. like yeah. that. That fucking he he just went back flat and his arms were out straight. Well, there was a matter. It was a matter of time when he was going to look to do that shot on him. So you do it prematurely. You go into a knee. You suck. You wait too long. You get hit standing. So I mean, you know, you can't. It is what it is. And uh, he missed 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 time the uh, the strike. <laughs> And he got struck, and uh, 
you know, there you go. And uh, now let's talk about Cynthia Calvillo against Joanne Calderwood. Both times she ended the first and the third round, let's almost choking her out. Tell me what you think of that decision, and I'll tell you what I think. You know, I was biased because I liked Calvillo. I wanted her to win. Um, you know, I thought uh, Joanne did some good damage standing up, but both times she, like, why is she waiting so long? To go in, she took her back both times. She had her ready, like another ten seconds of those rounds, and I think she chokes her out twice. Yeah, I was happy she got the decision, but I also realized I'm a bit of a biased ass. Yeah, um, by so, well, I'm not really biased, even though I like Cynthia. Yeah, I like JoJo too. I think she's a, yeah. a scrappy, a scrappy. I, I I was okay with the yeah. with the Cynthia. I I I I agree with the decision. The reason being, even let's say if you uh, went to the numbers on who was striking more, standing up. There was nothing overwhelming, and nobody was really hurt up there, you know? But <laughs> you look who came, even though it was like around 30 seconds in, at the end of the first round, and again around 30 seconds at the end of the, the last round, th- that was the closest to the fight ever being stopped. That's right. And that was the most damage done the whole fight. In that minute, you put that minute together between that last 30 seconds of both rounds, she was in a lot of trouble. I mean, she was flowing from... Uh, from move to move, she was striking. She was she had the um, she had that arm at the end of that. I mean, she might have been saved by the bell in both rounds. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, next so ten seconds. I think how could you? This, I mean, it's one thing if she took her down and she kind of what happened with uh, Verdum and and uh, Overeem, right. where it kind of just settled, and then you could say, all right, she outstruck her for f- four minutes and thirty seconds, so, and then you can't give it because she's laying on top. Sure. She didn't lay on top. She did not stop moving for those thirty seconds, and she was very effective. Can you think of anyone that takes it back more smoothly than she does? I, like watching her, it's like she is beautiful. Watching watching her fucking yeah, slither on somebody's back, yeah. I can't think of anybody she, who does yeah. it better. Kevin Lee, uh, Michael Chiesa, two guys that do it money. But but I'm with you, man. She does. She's. Uh, you said think of some people. They yeah, came yeah, to yeah. mind. Kevin Lee's strangling. He's he's looking great. And I'll tell you right now, I I'm 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 really not. I'm a kind of a, not alone, but. It's not the popular opinion. I was fine with that Kevin Lee stoppage. I think that, I, I I go back to that. I'm going back to that shit. That and I saw Mario Yamasaki go. Look, I'm a fucking black belt for how long that guy was out. And I feel and I love that Michael. Uh, Mario's a black belt. And Michael Kessler was in it, so he knows better than anyone. But I'm not, dude. He stopped his hands, and and it looked to me that he was it, it was he was out. I I didn't. You think- could come right back from being out. I know. Watching that though, I don't remember. I remember watching the replay and coming to a decisive feeling about it. But I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I mean, I'm tuckered out. I flew. You you seem a little I was, tuckered. I was I'm, I haven't slept. Been on a plane. My flight was an hour late, so I couldn't even go home. I got my fucking luggage with. Wait, me. you got back just now? I'm on the red eye last night. You're a champ, dude. Look I, at I you. I did. Radio, I went right to the radio station. Did my morning show. Wow. How do you got time for this shit, huh? Come on, man. I love this shit. This you ever get in here life. and you see me come in all loud and not like, oh, happy. this guy. I was watching, I watched a lot of fights. Well, this, yeah. And a lot of times I'll watch the fights down. I'm like, God damn it, it's sunny out. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm working. Yeah. I'm not fucking off watching the fights. I went back and watched that Edson Barboza Lulo fight, I think his name was, where he fucking destroyed Ooh. that left leg. Oh, my God. What was better than that? I think that was Barboza's. He was 6 0 at the time, I believe, or 5 0, went to 6 0, went 6 0 to 7 0. And I was just loving this fucking destroying these. They stopped it finally in the, in the third because he kept putting him down on his leg. They stopped the fucking fight because of leg kicks. Yeah. I was working. <laughs> I wasn't fucking around watching Edson Barboza because I enjoy him. I was working. It does feel good, it's right? It's a fun job to work yeah. for the UFC. What are you doing? Fucking around and then watching Barboza? No, I'm working. Right? God damn it. <sighs> so it was really fun. And watching these fights was great. You know why I watch these fights? Because it's my job. 
Wait, and, uh, Lord, wait, hold on. What other fight? Where Stevie are Ray, I felt bad for That's him. That's what I was going to say. felt bad for him in his fucking hometown of Glasgow. And uh, boy, Paul, Paul Felder put it to him pretty, uh, Paul pretty Felder. quickly. And, and not only Oof. that, and I was talking about this uh, last podcast where Stevie Ray's, Stevie Ray's coming fresh off that, 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 uh, the best winner of his career uh, with, with beating Joe Lazone. And I was there for that. And it was. Uh, where was that fight? Oh, fuck, where was I? That was when Al fought Diego Sanchez. It was not Buffalo. I don't know what, dude. I don't know. I Wait, Al so against Diego Sanchez. I, I where know. was I? Was that Kansas City? I, it, yes. E- either there or Tennessee. Oh, Matt, I t- don't t- know. T- Tennessee? No, Nashville, because Al hung out in t- Nashville after that. Were you with him there? I was with him. Yeah, oh. it was Nashville. Oh, it, it was. was Nashville. Okay. There was one next the next week at Tennessee. Am I fucking making that up? Yeah, you are. Thank you. It, it was Kansas City the next week. I knew that. Oh, wait, yeah. Kansas City. And then where were we? Oh, Nashville? There's Buffalo, Kansas City, Nashville. You've been all over the place. Look at Johnny Cash song. I've been everywhere, man. You ever hear that song? No. UPS used it or something? Yeah. You know, I've been, you know, Louisville, Arkansas. He sees a whole bunch of locations. Does he? Yeah. I love it. Most people don't. <laughs> but I love all things Johnny Cash, as you know. What the hell was I talking about? Uh, you were talking about um, uh, watching. Uh, <laughs> Paul Craig. Yes. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no. Stevie Ray. Paul Craig get yeah. the shit beaten out of him by fucking uh, Cleo Roundtree in the first round. No, Paul uh, Felder. Yeah, Paul Felder. No, no, you're talking about Stevie Ray losing to Paul Felder, yeah. Yes, uh, Paul Felder. I felt bad for him, though, in his hometown. He get fucking knocked flat like that. Yeah, I mean, the other guy just lost his old man, and, and he, yes. was on a, he was on a mission. Oh, my God, he was wearing him around his neck. He has ashes. Well, he looked, I'll tell you, man. He was, he he went in there like the devil. Yes. He was, he was, he was seeing red. Is Dude, he a ginger? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You don't want to fuck with anybody who just lost someone, though, because there's a weird motivation people get with something yeah. like that, man, that goes beyond. And you can still lose, but that motivates guys yeah. to really fucking focus and, and really focus on beating you when there's a higher reason to them to, to beat you. Are you afraid of death? I face you, it every night on stage, night? Matt, and I fucking survive <laughs> Um Yes, I am. You think about it a lot I, as a you lot, get older? Every day. Every day? Uh, every day. I don't want to die. A little bit. Yeah, but yes. we're all going to die. That's the one thing. I don't deny it, but I sometimes don't it, Sometimes it freaks me out. Like, I think... Uh, you I know, want immortality, man. It doesn't freak me. Yeah, you'll yeah. be a little fucking yeah, vampire. You get your Netflix specials. You have it. I want to see what's going to happen yeah. <laughs> 100 years of technology from now. 500 years when we can teleport. I you want to just wait until you can fuck robots. I already do. You should see the women I meet. <laughs> they just stare straight up ahead. <laughs> Blink for me. Show yeah. me you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I came. All right, thanks. <laughs> That's great, Jimmy. But uh, but seriously, there's going to be some sex spots. Sex spots. Also, what'd you think of uh, Ryan James? Is it Janice or James? It's James. Ryan James. James. Yeah. He could tap motherfucker. I mean, uh, uh, Jack Marshman. He bashed his face, I mean, for, for three straight rounds, uh, and he really takes a punch. Uh, James does, yeah. He can oh, yeah. really take a punch, man. That guy, I kept thinking, okay, here's what it was, because uh, you know, he had definitely had reach, and Marshall would sneak in there and pop him with a few shots. I'm like, he's dead, because he was just taking punches. Yeah. And they said he goes back a little bit, but he wasn't going back far enough, and he was getting lit the fuck up, yeah, and that guy has an iron rounds. jaw. Yeah. That was a great fight. That was my favorite fight of the night, I think. Yeah, that's a fight, and that's one of those ones where you watch where... You know, Marshall got beaten up too. By the way, he yeah. looked really uh, bashed up pretty good. But I mean, that's he just, that just shows how tough the guys are. Yeah, it's like a unanimous decision. Maybe it doesn't jump out at you, but it's like shit. Both guys took so many shots, stayed in it. Did you see? Uh, did you see the prelims with uh, Danny Henry versus uh, Daniel, Daniel Taymor? Taymor? No, I did not. That was a fun fight. That was a really fun fight. The guy with two first names is dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Guys with two first names always are. Yeah. Yo, Henry. Henry Davis. Oh, I thought your name was Henry. Yeah. No, it's Danny, but my last name is Henry. That guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
tough, man. Because that first round, Tamo was laying into a man accurate, Jimmy. Itching my balls. Hmm. You Scratching my bag. Oh, God. Man. Then you touched the mic. It's not yeah. my mic. I'm not going to my touch. face. What do I care? It's mine. <laughs> okay, Jimmy. You goose. Fucking... <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, you just put your hand on your pants. Like you're a fucking magician. I don't know what you're pulling out. My balls itch. I thought you were going to pull out like one of those fucking those, those scarves that keep coming out of your fucking no, head. No, not at all. <laughs> you thinking for gold in there? What are you itch. doing? I an itch. We all yeah. get an itch. Yeah, we do. I shave every day. I didn't shave last night. No, the hairs are poking around in there. Yeah? Yeah. I got to give myself a nice porno trim for my wife. You do. She's probably tired of looking at it. Nah, nah, it's not bad. But sometimes it's not worth it, where it's like, ah, you, I, I do this for you, but yeah, you get the, the hairs on the floor. It's like a fucking a box plant. <laughs> little fucking hedgehog. <laughs> little fucking hedgehog. You passed, uh, you passed over a fight, by the way. Wait a second. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. But back to that. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, so, so Timor was, uh, he was landing that first round looking good. But but uh, the second round. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the knee that turned things around, or that's the other fight? That's the fucking. Yeah, I get. I, I forgot which one. Which no no no, no. up no. against the fence. That was Paul Felder with the knee. Yes, my bad. Yes, my bad. But this one, I am. It is correct with Danny. Uh, Danny Henry. That second round turned shit around. Oh, yeah. There was such a momentum shift in that second round where you really got into this fight because the first fight, the first round, you're thinking, all right, it's kind of a matter of time. That fucking uh, that Tamo was gonna take him out. He was just landing clean, and then slowly you see that shift. And then by that second round, Danny Henry's in the in the driver's seat. And that third round, he came out and again, man, just put it on him. And it, it deserves fighting tonight. Yeah. It was a fun one. I, I recommend you watch that at a, at a later date. I'll absolutely watch it. You know, absolutely. Another thing about those sex bots. What if you die and like, you know. Like I have kids or something, and like so, what if they go and I have like a real doll? I'm, I don't have a real doll. I'm married or something. But yeah. Let's just say if I happily lived alone. Married. Yeah, yeah, definitely happily, happily married. But let's say if I was, let's say whoever, a single guy but with kids, and he has like a, a like a, not a sex box. They don't have those. I know yet, what you're saying. But they have like a real doll. You see those real dolls? I have. Yeah. So what if something happens to him suddenly, and then like his kids got to go clean out That's the apartment, it. and they see like a cum covered real doll? They see it. Oh, who 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 oh. fucking took care of David Carradine's legacy? Wearing women's clothes in a closet. That's what, it is what it is, buddy. Was he wearing it? Yes. So you know. Because I know how he died. He hung himself by mistake. I think he either by on purpose or he just went out in style. He might have <laughs> been much, jacking. How much greater is the orgasm with the, uh, with the fucking strangling yourself, Not Jimmy? bad. I don't strangle done myself. It? No, I've had girls choke me a little bit. Not crazy, though. I'm not yeah. that big. A little bit. A little choke. Straight yeah. me out, choke. But that, how much better could it be? It's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you got to do the whole risk versus reward, though. That's, not, yeah, that's dangerous. No? You're correct, yeah. All right, let's get back to fights. Khalil Roundtree, yeah, Paul okay. Craig, uh, 456. They obviously had some animosity, too, because Khalil just went over and stood over him after he knocked him out. Yeah, yeah that's you don't the, see that a lot. You don't now. call that a real good winner. What's <laughs> happened between winner. them, though? Yeah, but a lot of people have not been good winners. Uh, I, I saw one who, who recently uh, was very, very... Oh, I think you're thinking of Drakar. Drakaj, uh That's like close, close against. Uh, that was such a good fight versus the Casey. Yeah, uh, that's right. That was yeah. a fun fight. I like that fight. Yeah, but they had real. He was that Drakaj, man. I like. But listen, I don't know, man. I'm with you, but if it's real, like yes. you don't want to neuter these guys. Man. No, not at all. It's fine. They're fighting in a cage. Let them be nasty. If it's real, I have no problem. Let them with be it. nasty. Yeah, it's bad if they're trying to be disrespectful because they're trying to just make a name for themselves by just being a, a jerk. But I, I wasn't just didn't that know guy. what happened between Roundtree. I don't know either, but. I like it. And Craig, <laughs> I yeah. like it. I like it. That was a fun fight. 
I want to see what's next for that close kid. Man. Uh, uh, oh, I think I'm back to Khalil Roger. Yeah. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I know. Me too. But it's all good stuff. It's all sure. fights. It's all Jimmy. fights. I enjoy fights. This weekend, I'm so excited about. I cannot oh, wait know. for these fights. We're gonna talk weekend. to Kelvin soon. Yeah, I'm are. pretty. I'm pretty biased. I don't, even want, to, I don't want to talk to him. No, I'm only kidding. I like Kelvin a lot. I do. Darren Elkins, but, uh, Dennis Bermudez at the co-main, and uh, Patrick Cummins against uh, uh, Gian Vellante, and of course Rivera Almeida. Wow, that's really is that forty? That forty-three and two between them, or some fucking ungodly record like yeah. that? It's funny. Oh, I'm so shit. caught up. I'm so caught up with my guys. I forgot about that one. That's yeah. a wild fight. Wow, that's a that's a great main card, man. That's I'm amazing. so excited. I'm so excited. You know, by the way, on the uh, fight pass prelims, Brian Kelleher is getting back in there too. Oh yeah, I know. I was just training with his uh, with his coach this morning, uh, Detective Joe Monahan. Oh really? Yeah, I, I rolled this Wilder, morning. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's the jiu-jitsu coach of a uh, Brian Keller, who's a nice dude. And don't forget uh, our pal um, Ryan LaFleur against Alex Oliveira. That's a great fight, too. Hey, what about yeah. Chris Wade versus Frankie Perez, right? I mean, that, that's a good fight. They fought before also. And that, that's a, definitely a good fight. Chris Wade's a first, tough, tough dude. That's man. the first fight on the prelims, so, so it's 4 o'clock. So is Frankie. Yeah, man, I'm going to be there all day long, man. Oh, you that's, are? Dude, that's my neck of the woods, man. Sure. You know what I mean? I debated going. Yeah. yeah why not? It's right in, right in Strong Island, man. Right in Strong Island, we got Natal. Okay. Raf, uh, yeah, Rafael Natal gets. How do you say uh, Alessio de Chiricio? Yeah, Chirico. Yeah. Chirico. How do you know these names so well? Uh, I look through it. I mean, I pay attention when I'm watching, but I'll look through sometimes and just listen to people get announced and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is a this is a great a this memory. is a great great card, man. Especially Tur- the main card. terrible beard. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, Chris the producer. It's awful. <sighs> Well, he looks know, like every actor after they do a project and don't want to be recognized. He's <laughs> 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 just leaving. That's it. exactly right. It's just laziness. Yeah. Chris producer likes the respect he gets from like. <gasps> What's our, that? He gets. He likes the respect he gets from the, our guests. He gets respect from us too. But he does. Guests, yeah, I the can't. guest co-hosts. Like he's writing us. He's sending us the rundowns and stuff. And Phoenix is answering. You know, Phoenix. Yeah. She's answering him back. Yes, sir. No, sir. And he's just like ha ha ha. I always speak. I Thank speak, you, Phoenix. I speak much higher. I about get Chris. used to this. I speak higher about Chris behind his back than I do to his face. You what? I speak more highly about him behind his back than I do to his face. Do you? Yes. We talked to you. Dana. Give him a little tough love. Yeah, but, uh, no, but behind to the bosses, I'm always like, he's a fucking very knowledgeable guy. Amazing prep work. He knows everything about the fights. He's great. Believe me, when I eventually hang could, myself, uh, he's the guy <laughs> for the gig. When you uh, ask him why the guy's not in the show, he doesn't go. Your guest is good. <laughs> I love Lou. I'm only kidding. I like to bust Lou's balls. I knew Lou a long time. Yeah. Lou the, Lou the guest producer. Yeah. That's what we should call him. Lou the guest producer. Lou the guest producer. Lou the guest producer. Lou the guest producer. And it was hysterical. Yeah. Hey, what happened? Why is that guy in the phone? I I don't know. Yeah, Lou really is I love it, though. <laughs> really I like it. He gets a little annoyed. Yeah, he doesn't know. I was going to call him condescending Lou, but that's not nice, though, because I like not? Lou. Hey, it could be a little condescending. <laughs> you know? Anyway, I like Lou. We like Lou. We do. But but not as much as Chris the producer. <laughs> now we we were talking before the show. Now uh, what this big uh, talk to me the, the new uh, season twenty six the Ultimate Fighter now is giving Eddie Alvarez against Justin Gaethje, and Chris was saying that he felt bad for who Kevin Lee. No, no. Well, uh, Lee will be fine. I mean, he was yeah. He said he was in the running, but I feel bad for Poirier because he was looking to now get the rematch with Alvarez, which isn't going to happen obviously because because that did that become a no contest? Yeah, it, it was did. a no contest. Yeah. So wait, 
because of those knees, that weird how decision. They, how right. do they get these? I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the choice. And I like these guys. Gaethje, they're, they want to make Gaethje a star. It's as simple as that. He's 18 and 0. And they're like, this guy is 18 and 0, and he has star power right now. He's different. Eventually, he's probably going to get knocked out by his own admission because of right. the way he, he fights defensively. He puts his arms up. They want to make, probably, they want to get him a nice name now. Well, and it's also a good opportunity, like you said. He's, you know, the way he fights, he takes a lot of shots. And he's that good, yeah. This keeps him. Out of the octagon, he's not going to be taking shots, but he's still in the limelight a little. You bit. don't want to take Eddie Alvarez's shots. So that's really not the strategy no. you want to employ with fucking Eddie Alvarez. Well, I'm happy for Eddie that he's going to be getting this um, this exposure from you know being on the uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. yeah, you know, I like Eddie. I, I like mean, Eddie he's a lot. A hardworking guy, and and he's a vet. You know, he's been in there a long time. You know, he Eddie's did. ridiculed a couple of my points, but I, I I do like him. Did he? Yeah, I, I used some joke comparison to it. About being afraid. Like, not saying it was the same thing. Like, I know it's not the same thing. I'm yeah. not stupid. And what did he say? Well, it's a little different being in the cage. Like, yeah, I know. Did he? <laughs> I didn't say I get, but I, I have two men who of similar ilk. Is that what he was in here? He said no, that? he was on the phone. I was, I, was, I was just using it as an example like about being afraid and doubting who you are. Tell me, Jimmy. Tell it to me. I don't remember so what I it was. But I remember it was something to do with doubting who you are when it doesn't go the way you want. I just yeah. don't remember the point. But I wasn't saying fighting the same as stand-up. Yeah. At all. Well, let me tell you, Jimmy. Try saying that shit in the cage. Me. No, I'm only kidding. I'm with you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> he jumped all over me. Did he jump? <laughs> <laughs> but I still like Eddie. I'm still a fan. I still want to see Eddie win every time he fights. Did you, um, uh, did you hang out with any ladies in the L.A.? Did no, LA? I was, I was in Nashville, and then I was in L.A. doing work. Traveler. Just working, you. buddy. Look at you, Jimmy. You're not slowing. Hey, you're not slowing down in your older age. No, I'm desperately grasping for straws. I'm grasping. I'm grasping for the fucking uh, the uh, becoming harder to get golden ring. And every year around the carousel, it gets farther and farther away. Oh, Chris doesn't even tell us we have a phone call. Do we have Kelvin Gastelum on the phone? Yes, sir. Hi, buddy. How are you? It's Jim and Matt. So, Kelvin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Very good. Uh, Chris did not even tell us that you were on the phone. He just kind of pointed. <laughs> I'm so happy. He just kind of pointed and made the phone symbol. <laughs> Kelvin's in town, man. Yeah, right? where, where, where are you? Are you? Yeah, I'm in Long Island. Oh, my neck of the woods. Yeah, are you coming into uh, Manhattan? Yes. I was in Manhattan the last few days, but um, I checked in with the UFC and did all that stuff uh, yesterday. So I'll be here the rest of the week. Oh, okay. Now, how are you, uh, how are you feeling? Where are you at weight-wise? Good, man. I'm at uh, 193 pounds is what I'm walking at. So, oh, that's good, you know, man. not that's too good. much. You know, it's funny. And you got to lose, I guess, uh, eight more. But what, what is today? Uh, okay, yeah, you got time. We talked to Hendricks before his last fight, and he was walking around higher than I thought he would be, and he wound up missing. What did he miss by three? Did, did I he commit? So. Yeah. Um, does it get harder? Even though you've moved up in weight, you're able to uh, to eat a little bit more, and is there less pressure? Does it become just as hard at fight week to lose as it was at welterweight? No, not at all. Not at all, because uh, my last fight in, in Brazil, I was walking at 187 the whole week. And then this time, uh, I wanted—I didn't want to be as light. So, you know, I just made sure I, 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 didn't, I didn't lose the weight too quick. How much fresher do you feel the fact that you don't have to do those nasty weight cuts that you definitely had some, some problems with before, but at, at welterweight, do you feel that much fresher at, at middleweight? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I feel I feel fantastic. You know, I I don't put my body through that through that strenuous weight cut. It, it makes a lot of difference, and and um, you know, it, I mean, it it just had to deal with the fact that I was immature and you know a little indis a, a little disciplined 
was the factor as well, you know, um, you know, sneak some snacks here and there, you know, yeah, but, uh, you know, it just, it, I think it was just a maturity thing. So I, you know, I feel like I've learned from it, grown from it. And Calvin, can I ask you too, because, the, the, you know, I, I understand, I think that the, the fact that they are obsessed with marijuana is kind of silly, but it, it seems to have cost you a, a little bit, a couple of great moments well, in your career. Um, can you can, can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? Because you, you're such an exciting fighter, and I was like, "What is wrong with him? Why is he doing this?" And people thought I was shitting on you, but I really wasn't. I'm a fan. Like I love watching you fight, and that Anderson Silva fight, uh, I was really looking forward to. Uh, can you talk about what what yeah. you're thinking when those moments happen? What happened when I got the the news? Yeah, and what what and what caused you to do it when you probably shouldn't have done it? Um, uh, man, well, shoot. I mean, that that's just something that. Uh, I've done for a long time. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, I didn't change anything that I've done in any of my fights. Um, so it was a little weird to me. I mean, I talked to some of the people from the commission, and they said it's really easy to tamper with those tests. And, I mean, I was in Brazil. I fought one of the Brazilians' legends. So, you know, what came across to my mind was maybe, maybe they tampered with it because I've never popped for anything, you know, uh, in any of my fights, and I, I keep the same, you know, I, I you know, I, I didn't change anything. Hey, man, that's, so it, it was just different. Well, that's, you tested positive for marijuana for, against Vitor, right? And now, are you saying yeah. you didn't smoke or you didn't use marijuana at all? No, no, no I'm just saying I, I, you know, what I usually do is I stop four weeks out, and I, for every fight. Okay. And I didn't do anything different coming into the Vitor fight. Okay, you so know? you're saying so you st- you're just... saying you stopped four weeks out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you said you'd never fight in Brazil again. Is that is, am I am I quoting you right? Right, right. I mean, just the way they dealt with the whole situation uh, was was very shady, very um, very different. Man, it was just really different. I didn't like the way they handled the whole situation. Um, and uh, what was Anderson's response to you? Was he angry with you, or was he okay? Because I think you did reach out to him publicly. Um, I don't think he even responded to me, no. Hey, man, listen, it's weird with that whole thing with the uh, sure. marijuana. I mean, you go to Colorado, it's perfectly legal. And then, like, I don't know why they got to bust so much balls with that stuff. I really don't. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean I'm in California, so, you know, it's perfectly legal there, too. And, uh, you know, I try to abide by every rule and... Every every substance that that is prohibited, you know, but um, you know, shit happens. And uh, I I was I was my limits, my THC metabolite limits were over the, the allowed threshold. So that was that was the problem. I think the athletic commission needs some fucking marijuana. If you ask me, they got to chill out a little bit. <laughs> if you ask me, Calvin, I'm, I'm with you. I'm fucking, <laughs> but I'm a re- I'm retired though. I can't get sure. in trouble. <laughs> hey, Calvin, no, man, you're. But, I mean, you 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 live and you learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. That's the past. Who gives a fuck? Uh, you're right there in Strong Island, man. My school is right down the block from the Coliseum. If you would fighting anybody else but my guy, I would just open the doors to you, buddy. <laughs> Next time you're in town and you're fighting somebody, my academies are open to you, pal. <laughs> you know <what laughs> I appreciate I mean? that, Matt. Thank you very much, man. You 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 know I love you guys. I love your whole crew, man. I really do. Yeah, it's always a it's always a weird spot when. You know, because we all, you know, you get ready and, and you, you treat it like a battle. You treat it like a war. You treat it how you're going to do damage to your the, the guy. And you look at the guy as, as just an obstacle. But it is weird when you like the guy. When you really sit back and you're like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm looking at how to take this guy out this way and that guy. 
But it's fucking yeah. it's Kelvin. I like Kelvin. You can't you, we can't we can't even think about that. It's such a it's just a weird a weird thing, you know what I mean? But it, yeah. it's the game we play though. We'll be having beers yeah. afterwards, buddy. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And it is weird. I mean, I feel the same, you know. I mean, I'm looking at Chris and I'm like, I have nothing yeah. personal against Chris. Like this is just I I guess as they say, this is just business, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, a hundred percent. I fought a lot of guys that I really like and one of the guys I I really, really like is Chris Lytle. And we had to fight twice. And uh, I got a oh, nice wow. I, I got a nice scar on my forehead and uh from we, we clashed heads in our last fight. And I, I'll tell you, every time I see it, sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to give Chris a call. It never bothered me any, you know? At least I got a scar from somebody I like, you know? No, it's fucking, it's fucking insane. It's, it's weird, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I also feel like, um, you know, Chris and I are fighting for completely different reasons, and I think the, the opponent both ways is, is irrelevant. I don't care. I mean, I, I feel like he doesn't care who, who they put in front of him. He's He's fighting for much more than just just a W, you know. For sure. Yeah, I mean you. Have and, to, and I'm the same. And you're coming in on, on a Wyvern who I thought fought well against Joel Romero. Uh, he fought well against Masasi, and you're coming on a guy who's three straight losses after being undefeated. So you know you're going to get a guy who is extremely. And you guys are always intent on winning. But it, uh, what is your psychology going into it against a guy who you know is coming off of three straight losses? This fight is extraordinarily important to him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like like this is this is extremely an extremely important fight for him um, for many reasons, you know, not just because he's coming off straight three losses, but I mean, uh, we're in his we're in his home turf, you know, we're in Long Island where he grew up, uh, in front of his friends, in front of his family, um, in front of his colleagues. So I mean, uh, this this means this means much more to him. Uh, than just winning a fight. I mean, this is part of his legacy, you know, that he's fighting for. And I, you know, like I said, it, he's fighting for much more than than just a win. You know, I I was watching the uh, the special, the Road to the Octagon, and I saw you over at um at Kings Kings MMA, and you were talking about how you felt like they made you, you know, you feel like really part of the team. How, 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 how has that been with that, with that? How, when did you move over there again? Yeah. Um, well, the first experience I ever had with them was, was I said it on the, on the road to the octagon was when we were in Mexico fighting, uh, fighting for the first time in, in Mexico city. We were up in some wood and some, in some in the woods in some cabin like like Rocky Balboa yeah you know, training in, in, in the mountains man and um you know they they, they they really made me feel like I was I was part of the team even though I wasn't and they really uh I just felt like a brotherhood right then and there an instant connection so that's what made me made me want to move and sure enough a few months later I was I was training under Rafael Cordero and still, even to this day, I mean, they've, they've accepted me and brought me in as, as one of their own. And I feel, I feel right at home where I'm at. And I'm, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful I found a home because it was something that I was searching for. You know, I, I was moving around quite a bit before that. And I uh, just didn't quite find what I needed. And, and I found it at, at King's MMA. You, and, Kellen, you don't seem to be. You talked about Chris fighting in his own backyard. But I mean, you were, you were going to take the fight against Anderson in Brazil. You fought a, a Vitor, another Brazilian legend in Brazil. You don't seem to give a shit about fighting guys on their home turf. You seem very comfortable doing that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's very comfortable, but I, I, I make 
I make the most out of the opportunities that I'm given. You know, opportunities don't come often, so I, I take it. I take it, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter when or where, I, I will jump on the opportunity of given. And uh, how do you feel you stack up against guys? Like, uh, I mean, obviously you have one fight in front of you, and that's all. But you had to watch uh, Whitaker against Joel Romero. Uh, you know, of course you have Rockhold and Jacare. Uh, how do you think you stack up against guys like that? Yeah, I watched the fight with, with Robert Whitaker. I watched the fight. Uh, yeah, I watched the fight, and, and I feel I I can compete with them and beat them. You know, um, Robert Robert's got very good hands, and he's got some excellent uh, takedown defense. But I saw some holes. I saw some holes that I can capitalize on. And then same with Joel. I mean, he he shows some holes in his game as well. So I mean, I I think if I can implement my my game in, in, into their styles and then I can come out victor- victorious. And you're you're going to stay where you're at weight wise, right? You haven't thought of jumping back down? Um well, I I mean, I would like to to get a rematch with Woodley. Um you know, and get a shot at him. I'd like to run it back, make the weight, make it right and beat his ass. You know, <laughs> I I feel like I won I, like a lot of people agree that he didn't win that first fight with him and I, but um you know that's irrelevant. That's in the past. I'd like to get a second shot at him. And and how much different is the mentality for you again with the weight difference now at middleweight? Because again, you do have to go through and, and weight cut and lose the weight at the end. But how much different is it uh, for you knowing you have that extra fifteen pounds to play with? Oh man, it's it's like a big weight lifted off my shoulders because you know I walk at one hundred ninety five, one hundred ninety seven pounds, um, which, which is cool. You know I only have to drop a few a few pounds and, and, and it's like a big weight lifted off my shoulders. And uh, I feel no pressure, man. I feel no pressure coming into this fight uh, when it comes to the weight. Well, look, man, uh, you know, we're both friends with Chris, but we like you too. So, I mean, I hope you have a good fight. Um, you know, and of course, I, uh, good luck to you on, uh, on Saturday night. Man. It's a tremendous main event. You against uh, Chris Weidman on Fox, uh, 8 p.m. from Long Island. And uh, good luck, buddy. I wish you were in studio. It'd be nice to hang with you. Thanks, Kelvin. Hey, thanks, Matt. Uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you around soon. All right. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, one. guys. Take All care. All right, Calvin. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Very hard guy, not, hard guy not to lie. He's a really good right dude. Now. But yeah, people thought I was shitting on him when I was when I was kind of saying, "What the fuck's you doing about the pop?" I, I don't think that's an unfair thing to to say. Like if you know, you like your oh, guys to fight, or you want to see him fight. Tasty, tasty weed. What? Yeah. I don't know. I'm retired. Retarded. What? No, you're retired. Uh, don't call me that. You are retired. Retired. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. What do you got there, Jimmy? Well, I thought maybe you had your own business. You're Matt Sarah Incorporated. Uh, hi. Are you hiring? Me? And you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to find good talent. It's hard to find the right people for the job you need. Matt yes. and I talk about this all the time. Look. Yes. With Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter. It's an amazing service. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites with one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Yeah. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike uh-huh. other job sites, ZipRecruiter, they don't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. That's amazing. No juggling emails or calls to your office talking to these stupid dopes that are not qualified. Simply screen, rate, manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Now, you find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes 
to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners, our listeners, can they change that? It's our listeners, Matt and myself. Yes. Can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, absolutely free. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. Now, one more time, for free to try it, go to ZipRecruiter.com unfiltered. Try it. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Well, I don't, it's free. It's free. ZipRecruiter. UFC fighters are tough. You know what else is tough? Toyo tires. That's why Toyo has been a proud sponsor of the UFC. Just like UFC fighters, Toyo tires are built for battle. It's an all or nothing philosophy. Durability, aggressive design, on and off-road capabilities. Yes to all of them. So you thought you were going to have to choose one or two. No, it's yes to all of them. Living life on the highway, Toyo has you covered. Spending some serious time off the road, they have a tire for that too. No matter what you drive, Toyo has exactly what you need. And frankly, these tires just look cool. Any vehicle, any terrain, all or nothing, Toyo tires. The next time you need tires, ask for Toyo. To experience more, visit toyotires.com. It's T-O-Y-O tires.com backslash UFC. That's T-O-Y-O toyotires.com. Dot com backslash UFC. Jimmy, it's your birthday. It is my birthday. You Nothing special is happening here. You got anything going on tonight? No, I don't. You know? I want a nap. I'm a, I'm a big nap. You have to nap, dude. Did you sleep on the plane last night? Um, I tossed and I turned. I farted so loud I woke myself up. Thank God there was no one next to me. <laughs> no? Yeah, but I woke up. You ever fart loud on a plane? You wake up like, there's someone there. Oh, my God. You know. I'm going to, I'm going to, going to the West Coast soon. Uh, Aljo's fighting. Oh. Barrow. Where is that? Anaheim. Anaheim? Yeah. Wait, you, you're on the Jones card. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're lucky. Great. You're going to be oh, there for that. Oh, you hey, bastard. Speaking of that. Holy what shit. Am I read- what am I reading here? Uh, yeah. This is great. Uh, somebody- that's not a very impressive card, though. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's there's fucking- only the three title <laughs> fights and whatever. I, I literally can't get over how they continue to find these. Holy the, shit. The two, 214 might actually be... The best card that's ever been put together. It's unbelievable. Count <laughs> Cerrone versus Lawler. Tell your, tell your cameraman he did a great job hiding that belly. <laughs> I'm talking to me. I guess that's, is that, is that, that must be Jones. Of course. That's Jones. Jones, Jones yeah. Yeah. Saying that. uh, no offense, Daniel. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you look a little chubby. Uh, You've always looked a little bit chubby. It doesn't affect your athleticism at all. Yeah. Cormier posted a picture on Instagram. He was Pretty wrestling certain. with someone and he was like, this is the best my wrestling has been. I'm going to drop, you know, I'm going <laughs> to put John down and all this stuff. And Jones commented under it on the Instagram post, like a ton of comments. Yeah. Uh, and then tweeted later, like, Hey Daniel, I left you a response on Instagram. Holla back when you get a chance that <laughs> he's just fucking with them. Th- those two really like genuinely dislike each other. There's nothing. They do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a huge rivalry. holla back. Oh yeah. I'm reading all this stuff now. Mm-hmm. We'll read it out loud. I th- don't put me under the pressure. You I can feel do like, it. I feel like I'm in like class when I have to read for everybody. I don't know where to start. All I'm right, just... here's what he writes. Gus, uh, of course, for uh, Alexander Gus, set you down three times, and he's a boxer. Anthony Johnson took you down um, like three times, and we all know that guy's not wrestling every day. Admit it. You're not the wrestler you used to be. The person who missed weight while representing our country at the Olympics. <laughs> you are a much lesser version of that guy. One that I'm not afraid of at all. And then he writes, tell your cameraman he did a great job of hiding that belly. Yeah, that's the one I read. (laughs) Just make sure you don't get yourself choked out in the process of showing off these rejuvenated takedowns of yours. Uh, I guess he's threatening a a, a guillotine there. 
Uh, just make sure you don't. Oh, okay, next time someone's taking pictures, put your shirt on. Your boy making you look like a pipsqueak. <laughs> wow. And um, he also, DC replied on Instagram, and they say, I'm obsessed. Dance for me, boy. Keep commenting on all my shit. Watch me work. Show those insecurities. In your moment of judgment, you pay close attention to the one that's handing out the punishment. You got two weeks. Play my game. P.S. You have a limp dick and horrible legs. You know? <laughs> that, oh, that, that's the line of the day. Oh, my God, because he was taking Viagra to cost him. Oh. Whatever it was. That's funny. A, oh. Wait, hold on. P.S. You have a limp dick and horrible leg genetics. That's hilarious. That might have been. I think you might have to throw the mic down. Because he fucking admitted dick pills. That's very funny. Me and you admit dick pills. Yeah, we do for that reason. Yeah, I just like the party. No, we have limp dicks. What? All right. Oh, okay. Speak for yourself. But that, by the way, that dance for me, boy, that DC said, that is how people talk Wait, shit. Wait, did you read the last thing he said, John? That's important. I have zero respect for you, bitch, going to really hate me by the time I'm done with you. Yes. You're going to. And I was only thinking of dance with me, boy, because people gave Connor shit for saying that to Floyd Mayweather. Oh, they got to fucking relax. Everybody's got to relax. But I'm saying, Yo, like, PC pe- crowd, relax. People say that when they're talking shit. It doesn't mean anything. Everybody's got to calm down with Cormier the PC shit. Cormier said it to Jones. They're just talking shit. And that's what you say when you're saying you're going to make a guy, you're going to own a guy, you're going to dominate a guy. Dance for me, bitch. Dance for me, boy. That's what fucking... Dancing monkey. That's what John Stewart, the comedian, said on some news show and they wanted him to be funny. Like, you're supposed to be funny. He's like, I'm not a dancing monkey. Like, when you're implying that someone is going to be pulling your strings, that's how you respond. Dance for me, boy. It does not... People, Anyone who's calling Connor out saying he's racial, none... First of all, as an Irish guy, just to digress for a second, he's aware of racism in our country, of course. But when you don't grow up around it, when you don't live in this environment, it's just like one of many things you hear. Like, it's just a thing you can use to talk shit. He hasn't lived around American racism, so he doesn't think of it the way Americans do. So, you know, it's unfair to say that Connor has any racial motivations. He doesn't. He's people just gotta, trying to promote people a People got to calm down with that shit, Jimmy. They absolutely do. Right? Yeah. Our other guests are here? Yeah. Uh, how are you, sir? Yeah, yeah, how are yeah. you? Hello. How are you doing, Matt, man? Same nice time. to meet you. Fucking yeah. hey, yeah. Billy. Yeah. How are you? Hello. Hi, Jim. How are you, Billy? We're catching up today, man. Thank you, Billy, for coming in, and of course, send off from Cypress Hill. Thanks for being here. Right on, man. This is great, man. Go ahead, guys. Get that mic in front of you, uh, Billy. I miss you, man. When's the last time I saw you, bro? Maybe one of your fights. It might have been. No, seriously, it might have been like twenty. It might have been like twenty years or something. I don't. Something like that. Yeah. Well, when I first started fighting. Uh, <laughs> I was training Billy and, and the whole biohazard group was training with us at Hensel Gracie's in Manhattan. Yep. And even at my first spot, I used to rent out in, in Long Island. I had a small little shack before I got my storefronts. And uh, Billy used to train. And Billy just re- not not too recently. I texted you when you got your black belt. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Because our Thank buddy uh, Nicky Knuckles. Nicky. He gave me uh, a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a great guy, one of my brown belts. But you got your black belt under um, uh, Hiron and Henry and Hiron. Yep. Henry and Hiron. Yep. That's and Horian. And Horian. And Horian. Yeah. Have, are you still rolling? Because you look in shape. I, of course. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're addicted. You know. Yeah. That's it. When I used to fight at the Vanderbilt, the, they made a song for me. Do you remember that you made a song for me? Of course, dude. He said to me before. I think he'll remember. I'm like, no one forgets when they make a song for a fighter. You well, can't forget. I, that. No, no, you no, guys no. are constantly making music. But you don't make it songs for fighters. The Last Man Standing. I know, yep. man. And it went, you, 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 yeah, it go cool. ahead. It's a great song. Do you remember it? Of course, yeah. Could you please give me a, a look? I remember. Tell me if this is a part oh, of it. Right. 
bone crushing soldier. He'll fuck you up like I told you. And yeah. then I don't know. That's all I remember. It was all right. Oh, is that yeah. it? That's a tight line. Man. That is a tight it's line. No, yeah. it made me feel like a, a beast. You got it. <laughs> but and look what you did with it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh yeah. So I used to smoke those dudes. Yep. Uh, my early fights in Long Island. Uh, you know, we were just back then in, in the in the mid. It was probably the mid to late nineties, and. Uh, it was hard. We, I didn't really have a weight class back then, but they'd sneak me onto these kickboxing shows and to try to get experience. Yeah, but it was yeah. a real fight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember you guys right in the front row. We would this go club to all your shows. Yep, yeah, you guys were so yeah. you guys were great. But I love that song. If you could ever find that song from, is it? Any, does it exist anywhere? Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere. It's gotta be on I'll iTunes, right? Uh, no. no, but we sh- we we'll do something. I'm sure it's there. Yeah, I'll dig it up. Danny probably has it. Is it. Are you still with the rest of the crew, or what's we, going on? Sen and I do Cypress Hill and Biohazard, but Power Flow is like a new girlfriend. It, yeah, tell us about Power Flow. Nice. Now, is that the both? Is that Hazard yeah. and yeah? Well, it's, Hill it's uh, Billy and myself, and also Christian will do Wolbers. He used to play in Fear Factory, and Roy Lozano played in Downset, and a cat named Fernando Schaefer, who's from a Brazilian hardcore band called Worst, and that makes up the nucleus of Power Flow. Now is it now? What kind of music is it exactly? It's compact. I know Bono has its more. It's heavier, um, yes. groovy. And Cypress Hill, which I was just listening when I was training this morning, I was rolling with one of my guys. Yeah. It's so funny. I we put in uh, on Pandora Cypress Hill radio because it's got all the old school. Sure. Besides Cypress Hill, which I love, it has all the old school shit. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And your yeah. shirt has them all on there. Fucking Cool Mo D. Uh, all yeah. the cassettes. Oh, that's a great shirt. Uh, Professor Griff, did he do solo <laughs> stuff at the Public Enemy? Booted yeah, him? he sure did. I got to give props to Travis Barker for the famous uh, stars of straps for this shirt. I love it. I wear it all the time. Uh, when you hear your own great stuff, if you walk into a party, if you hear your own music, does it make you? And I'll ask both of you guys this, but you're more probably likely to hear it like a, at, a, at a party or an event. Do you like it? Do you listen to it? Are you like I? For me, hearing myself, it makes me want to fucking I, I cringe. But do you enjoy yeah. it? If 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 I'm if I'm already there or walking into there and they're playing it, I'm cool. But if I walk into a party and somebody sees me and then they start uh, playing insane in the brain because they saw me there, I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got to hear that every day at the office. You know what I mean? Come on. It, also, uh, it also depends on who's there. Like if it's a room full of dudes, you got to be like, get my shit off. If it's chicks, it's like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Uh, yeah, I've sat next to a fucking hot girl on a plane. I'm like, she doesn't, she's some fucking model with an accent. And I'm like, oh, please, God, let one fan walk by. Yeah, yes. so I have something. And it never happens either. Never. Yeah. So many people who don't know I'm alive. Yeah. So you want that one in just to talk to the, the girl. But yeah. I guess at a party, if, 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 if there's a bunch of girls, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to get completely bothered by it, but I've gone places and people play like they're playing one kind of music, right? And the party's jamming or whatever. And in the middle of that, they throw like hits from the bong or. You know, how I could, you know, or insane in the brain or something like that. This does not fit the vibe that's going sure. on right then and yeah. there. And they're just doing it because they saw me. I'm like, man, go put the other song back on. Yeah. You know what I mean? who, who I just interviewed that said that he does this. Um, uh, Tawil, am I saying his name right? Uh, oh, my God. I can't fucking believe I forgot his name. You know who he is, right? Say, well, what'd you say? What's his name? I'm so stupid. What'd you think it was? I'm half asleep. I know him, but I can't remember his name. Poor Jimmy took the red eye last night from L.A. It's his birthday, by the way, guys. Happy birthday. 49, oh, 49 years old. 49 years old. Is that old. it? Thank you very much. Is that awesome. it? Dying, I'm trying to get him doing jujitsu, really. And you know I'm what it is? Here's why I don't. You I want to do it. Because he took me by Hensel's place. I, everyone's sick of my dumb sleep apnea. But I'm, I, I finally, I hit the gym, but I'm always exhausted. Like, I feel stoned all the time yeah. from not sleeping. Yeah. And it's just too, it just feels too exhausting Jiu-jitsu to Jiu-jitsu will help you with sleep apnea, bro. Mm. You think? Yeah, you sleep like... I'm going to have my throat choked. I won't have to worry about breathing. I feel stoned all the time. Because <laughs> you, you are. Yeah, I know. That's a little, <laughs> a little druggy. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the only reason I feel stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jimmy, it's going to change your life, Jimmy. Is it? Yep. And I'm so happy Billy's still rolling. Are you rolling on the reg now or no? Oh, I mean, are you rolling normally? Regular. Or? Uh, on, the, on, the, on the rag? On the a regular? <laughs> on the reg. On the reg. Sorry, man. You know what? I'll roll on the reg or off the reg. Listen, I got my yeah. own slang. All right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. I'm on the hip. reg. <laughs> are you rolling normally? Are yeah, I regular? take my gi with me. Reg. I got my no yeah. gi gear. I, yeah. How, how long are you in town for? We, I, we split tonight. I got to go to Jersey. I got a house place over there. When are you back in town, by the way? We're here with POD in September. Power flow is. Bring your Power key, flow. man. I always and, do. And are you going to bring match on tour? Are you, are you near Strong Island you at do. all? Are you going to be yep, in the we'll city? we'll be in Long Island too. I'm Let coming over, bro. Dude, come on, man. It, dude, by. it's been a long time. And we're both still on the mat. Yeah, of course. I need it. It's the only exercise I do, to be honest. I got to get back into my cardio. It's the balance. <laughs> it's the balance. You know what I mean? I just need it, man. Have you ever tried to get any of your other buddies into it? Or no? You ever tried to They've been trying to get me to go <laughs> yeah. down there and, yeah. you know. It's fun, man. I know you look at sweaty dudes and you're like, ah, it's nasty. But it really is addicting. It really we is. Choke. Talib Kweli. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry? Talib Kweli. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, who that yeah, is. Yeah. I know him, yeah. Oh, my God. But he, he was talking about walking sorry, He was talking about walking to a strip club, and they put on his song that was huge, and he's like, and then, but it doesn't fit what the girl's doing, and he's like, yeah. fucking yeah. turn it off. It turn it gets, off. It turn gets it uncomfortable. Off. Yeah. You, you, you know, know, that's we have a, like a little inside thing. You got to be able to stake, shake the silicone. And, you know, you shake the booty, but shaking the silicone to get the girls on the pole to dance to your music, it's, it's a hit. Yeah, you know, you know who's got music that people that, that could just walk. David Lee Roth. Yeah, they said he'll fucking just sit there because he's a fucking maniac. He'll just sit there and sing along with his music, and they all want to fuck it. <laughs> it's good to be him. At sixty-two, he just went somewhere. He had like sixteen he, girls with him. He used to train at Henzo's. I used he? to teach him. Yeah. Oh, that's I, right. He's a black I used to do, yeah. I used to do wow. private lessons for David. Is he a karate Lee Roth? guy yeah. though? In karate? He was. He used to do all the. The crazy monkey style and yeah, all that stuff. Jump. But he, I, he yeah, literally used to do private that. lessons with me. He used with to. He, he just did Jimmy Kimmel with the sword. He did like a sword, a sword kata, yeah. and but cut his ear, or face with the sword because the lights went out, and they stopped the show. It's on YouTube. It's oh, wow. how awesome that must be to watch anybody cut their own face on Kimmel. <laughs> I know. What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> awesome. He's sixty-two. He's a fun He's guy, though. Do you know him? Yeah, I got a funny story. You want to hear? From yeah, you? of course. Yeah. All right, so we were doing a record out in L.A. at A and M Studios, and um. Hit it off with David Lee Roth. He was he was you know talking about he was pretending he was he was Beavis and Butthead and uh, he was talking about Biohazard. I heard the voice. I'm like fucking Diamond Dave. What's up? We hit it off. He was in a small room doing like mixing for some new project, and we were in like the bigger room. We had a big lounge. Guys, can I borrow your lounge? I got this chick from across the street. No problem, Dave. You're David Lee Roth. Our house is your house. The next day we come in, and the front desk like, yo, you guys trashed your dressing room, your your lounge. We're like, yo, we weren't here. It was David Lee Roth? Like, yeah, okay. David Lee Roth calls up and says, yo, just to let you know, it wasn't me, man. Some, it was like, he was some stripper I bought back there. She got all sick and drunk, threw up everywhere, trashed the place. But I, I don't drink, I don't drink, I just smoke a little weed. David Lee Roth, trash her dresser. That's room. funny, how the girl, that he got <laughs> like, fucking awesome. The girl, he fucked, vomited all over your stuff. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's, that's like typical David Lee Roth, though. He gets laid and the puke goes at everybody else's stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Damn awesome, it. man. So uh, for you, has that uh, changed when you're, you, are you mellower on the road than you used to be? I'm sure. Yeah, I am. I, I no longer drink obsessively like I used to back when, you know, a bunch of years ago. And I, I actually, I, I like going on the stage sober now. So it, it's a lot. I appreciate what the audience sees and does. I appreciate that a lot more. Back in the, in the, in those days, I was, you know, I uh, was constantly sedating myself for one reason or another. I don't know, but I've learned to calm down a little bit. I think that's why I still I still have a career right now because I learned I turned yeah. that off. You know what I mean? Where, where are you from? Originally, I'm from uh, a place called Pinar de Rio, Cuba. Oh, it's okay. uh, it's about thirty minutes outside of Havana. 
to the west of Havana, and that's I, was, I lived there till about eight years old, and then my mom and dad got kicked out of Cuba, and we ended up in L.A. Wait, got kicked out? How, how did you get here? Uh, we we actually came on an airplane. Contrary to popular belief, right. we weren't in an inner tube swimming with the sharks. <laughs> uh, we, we, they sent us over on an airplane, and my dad got a job at uh, at Delta Airlines in L.A., so we went from Miami to L.A., and that's where we grew up at. That's where I met Muggs and Be Real and all those dudes at. Why'd know? they kick you out of Cuba? Well, my mom and dad were not down with the communist system. You know, my mom's a, she's a devoted church lady, and they sure. were trying to tr- shut down the churches in those days. So she would go to church with a bunch of the ladies and the kids, and if they try to stop them, like they would just slap the shit out of the Russian soldiers and like, get out of the way, we're going to church. And my dad was a teacher, a college professor, who refused to teach his students, you know, uh, Stalinism and communism. So they put him in the joint. And yes, right. One day, for some reason, uh, they... They said, just get out. Take you and your kids and get out. They didn't leave them in prison for life or publicly execute them or nothing. They just said, get out. That's yeah. amazingly lucky because usually yeah. you'd, be, you'd be a very harsh punishment for that. And for them yeah. just to go, go to the States. A valuable lesson to all you millennials out there. Communism has been tried many times. It doesn't work. It really doesn't. No one's happy. People, no one in the communist <laughs> system is happy to be there. No, it only works in theory, whatever. But um, yeah, my pops and my mom weren't done with that. And they just they just threw them out, man. And in those days, the, the Castro regime would definitely like publicly punish you when you weren't down with them or spoke out against that um but with our parents i don't know they just said get out take have you, you been back no i haven't been back in this whole time my little sister just recently went back and and saw the family a lot of them are still there um but we are planning to go as power flow um, oh nice and make my homecoming part of the whole documentary and everything as we go take you know some good old metal to to Cuba, you know. You know, I've wanted to go there, and and a lot of people now, now that Trump just kind of did this thing where he canceled out some of what Obama did because they won't send back Joanne Chesimar. Hey, so last name. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, the, this whole thing, which is unfortunate, because I really do want to go down there. It's the, you can just grab a flight from JFK now. Yeah, exactly. And from what uh, you know, from what I'm seeing in pictures, and what my sister told me is like, it's a very beautiful place. You know, very poor place and a lot of hunger and all that and whatnot. But um, the people there are just constantly happy. They dance all day long. They listen to salsa music all day long. You know, it's they, they, you can't. They have they have to have something to say. Hey, we're alive. Yeah, you know what I mean. And what they do is they party and they dance and and sing songs. You know, all day and all night. You know, so it's just like a day party anywhere at anybody's house. You know, and just show up and strangers welcome, come in and kick it and that's kind of thing. So, I just want to go. Really, I want to go just to um to see. You know. A big part of my life that's an empty void. I don't know my heritage. I know who I am, where I come from, but as far as being there, I don't know that. And I want to just go there and meet people that I've never met and and actually and and perform. That would be great. I mean, and and just show that uh, we care about fellow our fellow humans. You know. Did you always like metal? Because there's like a hip hop metal crossover. Like DMC is doing something with Rob Dukes. Yeah. They have that project that they're doing. Uh, so it's yeah. like it, it's it seems to cross over a lot. Yeah, I started liking metal like in high school. I went to high school with uh, my a good buddy of mine named Dave Lombardo. You might know him from uh, oh. founding member of Slayer. Yeah, that's right. Who was also Cuban. And uh, we went to high school together. And the first time I saw me- uh, heavy metal was there at lunchtime at Southgate High School in the quad when his band played with Tom and all those guys. And they were there and I saw it. I was At that point, I was an athlete. And I, and I like funk and I like, uh, you know, oldies and you know, R&B and soul, I wasn't yet into, you know, heavy metal. But after I saw them play, it, it subliminally, it got to me. And then later on, I would just, I would find myself checking for, you know, heavy metal bands. And, yeah. you know, when Motley Crue came out with Shout Out the Devil, I was all into that. And, and so it just became more and more a part of my life. And then we got into hip hop 
And I, I told Billy one day, I go, well, I would have been a musician, except for our parents didn't have that kind of money to buy me a Gibson guitar or something or a pair of drums or whatever. But I could, I had pencils and paper around me all the time. And so it was just natural for us to rap being from the inner city. So I just took to rap. But the older I got, and then, you know, I, I was more into that. And then I got to 1992, we had Lollapalooza. We played on the second stage, but I had access to the main stage with my, my pass. And... I saw a band there that turned me around completely and called Soundgarden. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, what are these guys get up to? You know, Pearl Jam was there too. Ministry was there. But Soundgarden stood out to me. And every I got every time I got a chance to go watch them, I watched them. And and little by little, you know, just started more and more and more until I started attempting thing. The, the year after or a year and a half or so after, Billy's band Biohazard invited me to be on their album. And that was the first time I recorded with a heavy metal band was with with, with uh, these what, guys. What was it about Soundgarden that, that got to you compared to some of the other bands? Um, the guitarist, Kim Thiel, his style of guitar. Because yeah? I'm yeah. a guitar guy. I love guitars. And guitars, like I sometimes when I'm writing, and the, the guitars are right. They say words to me. Yeah. They, they help me write the song, right? So it was his style of guitar that, that drew me to the band. And, you know, and um, especially the song Rusty Cage. And Jesus Christ, yeah, that Rusty Cage is a great one. Yeah, that's a great, great song, right? So I was actually on the side of the stage hearing, you know, watching Kim do his thing, and then I got to meet him, and he was just so cool and you know very softly, softly spoken, whatever. But that's what attracted me to Soundgarden initially, and then after a couple of shows, I was like, wait a minute, man, this fucking singer is badass too. Yeah. So and then I started looking, I wait a minute, all these dudes are badass, and then I just became Soundgarden and that whole movement, Nirvana and and Pearl Jam and Cypress. We did a bunch of shows together. And I was right there, and it just the more I hung out with these guys, the more I was getting turned up by heavy metal, and eventually to the point where I wanted to try it myself. And this is uh, this is where I'm at now. And and you don't fight or watch the fights at all? Yeah, I, I don't fight. Um, not that style, anyways. Yeah. I'm more of a, a, a street guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up, up in the streets, gang banging. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you did. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know how to handle myself, and not to the degree of these black bills that we're yeah. sitting here with, whatever. Yeah. But. Um, no, I, I like to well, watch the fights. Well, you can kick the shit out of Chris, the producer, I bet. <laughs> I put money on you, Zen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think if I think, yeah, the more I hang out and the more I hear about it, the more I'm a little bit more interested in <laughs> yeah. actually going in down and checking it out and see what it is. You but know? I want to be a black belt. Like, that's it. I don't want to, you know what I mean? The, the, problem, the difference between me and you is you're willing to work for 20 years to get it. I just want to be a black belt. I, I want to just have it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I'm lazy and I know I'm lazy. You could just yeah. buy one. Yeah. yeah. I know. And you know what? If you wear it, like you get a hat, it's like a has black belt on it. No one's gonna ask you, mm. and it's you know like we say they might just ask you to roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm talking know. about on the street. If somebody yeah. says something to you, you gotta be like, touch me. First lesson's free. Yeah, you know that's a good line to say. I mean, I can't, I couldn't do it though because I know I'd probably get tried and just get smacked no, in the, the face. Pro- the the problem is Billy if they calls bluff on it. Yeah. Exactly. In New York, <laughs> in LA it won't problem. happen, <laughs> and in New York it'll happen. Yeah. It might. <laughs> But then again, I don't start shit with people either. No, I just yeah. get the shirt. Yeah, neither do I. So I don't, I don't fight anymore or anything like that. So I don't know if I actually. I would. It would be good to know to have it, just to know yeah. I could do it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not that troublemaker guy anymore. <laughs> I, I used to love to fight people, and now when somebody wants to fight, I'm like, oh man, really? I, I just turn around and walk the other way. <laughs> Dude, yeah. our our life, we're surrounded by drunken people. You are right, right? Yeah. yeah. And I've used jujitsu so many times, just in rock and roll. Just in tour, on what, tour. What, like with fans or with uh, with who security well, guys? Hopefully not fans, but you know, sometimes they don't know. <laughs> sometimes you just yeah. hope they don't know. You, you know what I got upset with when I saw, I saw uh, I don't know if you talk to Evan anymore, but uh, Evan from Biohazard was on some kind of 
reality show with Sebastian Bach. Yeah. And they got into like a grappling thing or something. And I'm like, what the fuck, Evan? What are you, you what the fuck? Take care of this guy. Does he train? No, I think nah. he was being a little bitchy. I got to see it again. I don't want to attack my, yeah. my old friend. But uh, they got into a little grappling thing. And Evan used to grapple. He used to do jujitsu. A little bit. He did because Danny I and I did. All right, you liked, guys were yeah. into it. Listen, this yeah. again, this is ages ago. I know yeah. you all, I mean, I remember seeing Evan down there. Yeah. But, you know, but I mean, he should be able to handle some dude who doesn't know anything. Yeah. And I think he was, I, I forgot the circumstance, but I was never being disappointed. Was <laughs> being he taking like, it easy on Evan, him? what? No, he was. He I lost. No, I think he, he lost. Did he lose? Didn't he lose the Sebastian yeah. Rock? Yeah. What happened? The guy put him in a headlock? No, Sebastian was on the on mounted. Yeah. And Evan couldn't get him off him. He, he had to stay. Get off of me. Come on, just get off of me. That's not That's not what you'd want to do if no. you're a jiu-jitsu man. <laughs> you want to get out and take a limb. Sure. You know, I you wish know? him no harm. I wish him well. Yeah. But I wish he would have done the right thing. He called me after he, he shot that episode, and he told me, listen, this is what happened. They're probably going to edit and make me look bad, but I had it. I'm like, yeah, you, you can't uh, edit that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it. You look pretty bad. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's why you that's He's why probably you tired, do. though. He was married to a very hot girl at the time, right? <laughs> We're all married to hot dude. That's a good point. At the time. At the time. Yeah. You still married? Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen years. Dude, you look like you haven't aged, man. Didn't I, you fluctuate at one time? Fluctuate. Didn't you get Age? fat and skinny no. and then no? no? You stayed the same. Yeah. I'm, I thinking, mean, I, I'm thinking of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I fluctuate a lot, Billy. I do. No, Billy remembers me did. when I was walking around like a buck sixty five or something. Like dude. I used to be a machine. No, he used to be. He still are. Dude. Billy's good for my Well respected, bro. brother. Oh, Billy, yep. you're I'm a good proud guy. to consider you. I was so happy. My early teachers yeah. and longtime friends. I know. We got to get back on the mat together for Please. sure. The power, let me get back to the power flow thing. You guys, you know each other for a, a very long time? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, so how does this, I mean, it doesn't happen all of a sudden or just say, hey, we should do something one day or how did this group, because you named the how many guys that are in the group, I'm not sure. There's but, five, five of us. Yeah. So how does that how does this come about? Basically? It started as as a, as a solo project of mine. I asked one of the guys in the band named Roy Lozano to write me a couple tracks because I was not doing much with Cypress Hill. You know, I was like, give me something to write to. So, it, I wanted to do a Send Dog solo album, but a couple of songs in, I realized I needed to make a band out of it. So, um, I started to think about who would I go after. You know, try to to have join in and Billy and Christian um, Old Do Overs were two of the guys that I the first two guys that I hit up and they both said yes. Yeah. So once we had a, a unit going, then um, it was just about giving some songs I could write to and what are we going to call it. Roy had this term for my my flow over heavy metal music. He'd say, I want you to power flow in this section, not that section. The more he said, dude, power flow right there, that means my, hard, my hardcore rap style. He said it a few times and I'm like, man, that's kind of hot name right there. So I just took it and named the outfit Power Flow. And then I went online and looked, and there's like a other power flows, but we're the only power flow band. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's like power flow, the swimming pool pump. It's an yeah. equipment yeah. or something, right? Yeah, there's like a vacuum or something. There's like yeah. power flow yoga. So it, it, you brought all of us with so many fucking big egos. It would have been just send dog solo project, and he couldn't deny the fact that we're all from different bands. We all brought shit to the table that sure. made the yeah. band the band. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So the other guys in the band, you mentioned Fear Factory, Downset, which is a big. They were like the Rage Against the Machine before Rage, Rage Against the Machine in yeah. L.A. And our homeboy uh, Fernando in Brazil. He's a boxer, pretty pretty tight boxer. Are you from LA? From New York, from Brooklyn. Oh, you but are. We okay. live. We moved to LA in two thousand eight. 
Oh, yeah, you kind of have to. It's for, I guess most of the industries out there. No, right? you don't. You don't really. No. <laughs> Kiss came from here. Biohazard, Anthrax. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, negative. A lot of times to be in the business, LA is just a good place to be. Well, I married a Brazilian. She got sick of the fucking cold weather. She's like, oh. three. The first winter was like, this is fucking cold, baby. Second, third winter was like, we're going back to Brazil. I don't like it here. <laughs> I said, all right, happy oh, wife, happy life. Sure. We moved to LA. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gene Simmons was a school teacher first, right? Was he like, he's like yeah. 25, teaching fucking math? Yeah. He's a yeah. fun guy to. Yeah. I like well, Gene Simmons. Yeah, he is great. Dude. But a lot of people don't like it. Like he's he's very argumentative. With, even if even if you're getting along with him, he can be like a little difficult. Um, you know, and I think Gene would admit that he's guilty as charged. You know, yeah. but he's kind of a <laughs> kind of a tough guy. Yeah. yeah. Peter Chris just retired. Yeah, for no, literally for a year. Literally just retired. Oh, you think he's gonna come back? Of course. He just dude. It's in our blood. It's like fighting. You know what I mean? You do what you do. You can't deny it. You take it to the grave. That's he's it. seventy though, and drumming at seventy is hard. He's seventy. Uh, Peter Chris, I believe, is or is close to it. Yeah, can we go with that, Chris? I think he is. He was the oldest guy in the band, so I yeah, think. Yeah. And uh, he just played his last solo show. His last solo show, probably yeah. like three weeks ago. Really? That's well. That's crazy. I've never yeah. planned to retire. Uh, I need to. I need to perform. I need to tour, travel, and see things in order to be mentally stable yep. and and not a jerk at home. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I have to. That's how. My relationship works with my old lady is like, you know, she, I got to get up and go and go do this and come back. Because if I were to be around her all the time, I'm pretty sure she gets sick of my shit, you know. But it, when you're a musician and that's what you've been doing since you were young, it's hard to get that out of your system. Uh, that's why I can see how come, you know, bands like Rolling Stones and Aerosmith and guys like that are still going at it. Because they can still play, but it's hard to just say, I'm not going to be this anymore. You know what I mean? It's and hard. Mick is, still, Mick, Mick is still getting him pregnant. Who doesn't love Mick <laughs> yeah. Jagger? Is he really? Oh, God, yeah, you know how annoyed yeah. his other kids must be yeah. that they split the fortune with one more person? Even, <laughs> even ice. <laughs> you know fucking nuts that would drive me? My father's worth $800 million and was fucking 19-year-old girls? I'm like, Dad, wear yeah. a bag. Yeah. Where's my money? Even Ice-T just had a little kid. Did yeah. he really? Yeah. He's yeah, he's like one. 61 or something. I says, and he just had a kid with yep. Coco. She's like a little year and a half old baby. And stuff. How old is Coco? I don't know. She she's looks great though. Forties, yeah. Yeah, she's she looks her, great. I was imagine, you know, I don't know for sure. Yeah, but. Man, Did you read that book? You don't ask a woman like that her no. age. You just no. appreciate the no. beauty. Did you read that book, Pimp? That he kind of put. He, uh, I guess he like uh, he didn't write it, but it was. Uh, no, he, he like about Iceberg Slim. No. Oh, Ice T kind of put it out. It was like the original. Oh Pimp yeah, book? yeah. I, I saw a, a, a film on like a documentary type of thing that Ice did on the, on, yeah. the, on that guy. Oh, he did. He, yeah, and it was interesting. You know, uh, Ice is Ice goes Ice is a throwback dude from the good old days in L.A. where, you know, it was it was more of a open range type of thing. You know what I mean? And there was gangs and all stuff, but the pimp world was very big in those days too. And you know, we've seen Snoop Dogg and the Dog Pound and all those guys give it up to those guys. You know, Goldie and all those dudes. You know what I mean? But ice, ice is right there with him, and ice was part of the, that whole thing of the players' ball and the you know the suits and the hair and yeah. and all that. Ice T was right up in there. He's a very diverse cat because he come from you know doing you know street rap you know and all that, and he was a part of that LA legacy that grew up when all those famous gang guys, gangbanger dudes were growing up. And his rap career was something. Then he turns around and does acting, and he killed it at that. And then all of, then turns around and starts a heavy metal band called Body Count and kills it at that. So right. he's yeah. a very diverse yeah. dude. I've always been very impressed with his, you know, what he decides to do next type thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's always it seems to work. You know what I mean? I was I'm a big fan of Ice T's. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Supremely confident guy too. Yeah, he's supremely confident. Matt uh, Sen made a comment before. As musicians, music keeps us level, keeps us sane, keeps us balanced. 
like jujitsu, like being on the mat training. You get that training in, you, yeah. you know, two or three hours, whatever. I need it. And you just level the whole day. It's yeah. our Prozac. You know, music does the same thing to us. No, yeah, and and again, they say too. What are you going to do? You retire. What do you do when you retire, man? Is that there's that statistic where if the people that retire they fucking croak like six months yeah, later? Is yeah. that true or no, yep. Jimmy? Croak. Yeah, because I think whatever it is that's driving you to keep going, you just yeah, kind of lose it. it. Yeah, keeps you young. A, you got to do it, bro. Uh, the jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, I really uh, do yeah. want to. I mean, uh, I mean, why not? It's not going to hurt me to do it. But I, I thought of actually taking uh, who, who's the guy English Jamie that we talked to. Yeah, kickboxing. Jimmy, I like the idea of standing more. And I also thought like, will it freak me out to have like somebody's armpit in my face? Which, completely, considering the things I've done, I should not be concerned with that. <laughs> not as good as the crotch. <laughs> 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 and even Henzo. Henzo, God bless him. Yeah, I love Henzo. King. Yeah. You know, he's right here too in the city. Yeah. Now, how long have you taken it? Sorry, man. How long have you been taking it? So I started first UFC. Came about '93, I think. Man. We watched. We read an article in Black Belt magazine. Uh, my dr drummer Danny Schuler sent me this magazine article. It was about the Gracies, I think it was in Black Belt. And about a year later or so, he's like, "Yo, remember that family we read about? They're doing this no holds barred fight." We watched it. The next day, we reached out to anybody who knew jujitsu. So we through some friends, we met this dude who told us he was Elio Gracie's uh, sister's son, Kazeka Muniz. I know, I know Kazeka. Kazeka who I'm still friends with. Yeah. So he came on tour, and he was a young blue belt. And at those days, a blue belt, a purple belt. No, he's a purple belt, sorry. We hired him, brought him on tour, paid him like 500 bucks a week. Oh. He showed us jujitsu, but he would show us the moves without the escape. So he'd show us all yeah. the offensive moves. So we're like, dang, your family is amazing. And come to find out through the years, and he came back as a brown belt the next tour. And I'm like, dang, you got promoted quick. And a brown belt back then in uh -huh. the early 90s was fucking, you know, badass. Yeah. So, um, and then that was like the beginning of it. But we always, you know, in New York, was, we were always with Henzo. Um, through Henzo with Gold Gym. And then all with you guys over when he yeah, was on man. the west side, the skating rink. Yeah. Kizeka, yeah. my first one in Brazil at 23 years old. Yeah. Uh, being like the only American on the mats over at Gracie Baja. Yeah. There was not like a lesson. They, uh, we would just line up on our knees, a room full of people, and just everybody would match up. And Carl, Carlos Gracie Jr. would come and sit on like a lawn chair, point to a couple guys to go together, and yeah. just smack hands and go. First guy I rolled with ever in Brazil was Kozeka yeah. as a purple belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know Kozeka well. Tijuca, nice right? Tijuca, up in the hills? It was uh, Baja Tijuca. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was uh, the, the the Gracie Baja, the original yep. place, up yeah. on like the roof Badass. and stuff like that. Yeah. You been there? Yeah. Yeah. That was quite the experience. Yep. It was so great, man. You know? Awesome. We were in Brazil for the first time Biohazard ever went to tour in Europe, or in South America, Brazil. Went there illegally. The promoter fucked up with the visas. Oh. Can I curse here? Yeah, yeah man. So uh, he fucked up with the visas and we said, yo, you got. we're not going down there on the visas. We don't know you dudes, but... He said, don't worry, I'll get them, man. It's okay. You know, the Brazilian style. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get them. When you when you guys land, they'll be here. We landed, no visas. Ah, fuck it, don't worry. We just played the shows. We told this, um, the immigration that we were there on vacation. Sure. Right? Did three shows. Oh, everything was sold out. It was a fucking great time. Last show was in Rio. And uh, oh, a bunch of jiu-jitsu guys. Uh, Hein uh, was there. Yeah. With um, Margarita. No, not Margarita. Yeah. In, I don't know. In Texas. Uh, fuck Texas? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. Wait, hold on. Um, uh, the, not a, the, holy shit. It, it, it's escaping me. Uh, oh, uh, Soneca. No, not Fuck. Soneca. Not, not Megaton. Uh, no, no, Soneca. Uh, all right. I know, uh, anyway, man. it'll come to me. So anyways, make a long story short, we got busted 
plane without to work without a visa. Okay. We come back for the show, and there's all these dudes in suits and dressing room eating our fucking food. I'm like, yo, who the fuck are you guys? It's our room. And the promoter grabbed me and said, yo, they're busting you guys for, they know you got drugs in the, in the hotel room, which is, I'm like, it's the crew. And then he says, and he knows you got, you're here illegally without visas. And I said, oh, which one's more important? Because, you know, on the phone, we're like, flush the shit down the toilet. The fucking crew guys had coke, whatever. <laughs> and then the visa shit, I knew that was probably the big deal. So they took our passports. And they said, and we told them we we're here for a boy, you know, one of our boys' birthday party. We're not getting money. It's blah blah blah. Next day we play the show. It was great. We go home. They said, meet us at this embassy, this official building. They staffed our passports, deported, wrote our name down in a book, kicked us out of the country. And we were like, fuck. And me and my boy had um, the guitar player who was from Helmet had uh, these chicks that we met, and one of the girls trained jiu-jitsu. We hung out with the girls. We were, had all these plans to go to Hoilers on, on this day off. So we said, I told him, I'm like, bro, they're kicking us out of the fucking country. They'll never let us back in Brazil. This is the homeland of jiu-jitsu. We got to stay. He's like, what do you mean stay? I'm like, they're not bringing us to the fucking, they told us on our own, get to the airport tonight and leave. So fuck it. They're not going to know that we're, you know, right. so we stayed for a week, changed our tickets, thinking we would never be allowed back in the country. And we trained every day with Hoyler, had a great time in huh. Rio, as you know, it's yeah. fucking a blast. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then we went back, went back to New York and we like, all right, that was our Brazil trip for our life. Eventually, I moved there, got married. How'd you? The next time you went back, <laughs> never had a problem that. because their shit was on. Nothing was in computers. Everything was written down. Oh shit! So it never followed us. We got kicked out of the fucking country, dude. Since then, I played with fucking Iron Maiden, Monsters of Rock, huge shows. Even getting married at you in Brazil, you have to do it. It's a great country. It's it's mandatory that you sign a prenup. So you don't have to talk about it. It's the way the culture is. You sign a prenup. Everything you have before the marriage is yours after if there's a divorce, so, which is cool. Anyway, so I'm signing those papers, and I'm like, I'm signing the papers, and I'm like, hey, dude's going to come and whisper in homeboy's ear and tell him, that dude was kicked out of our country. Yeah. <laughs> never happened. So there's never been an issue. The paperwork trail just died. Yeah, it's, that's why there's computers. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I know. Those, those don't. Well, that fucking follows people <laughs> yeah. forever. You got kids now, Billy? Two, yeah. How old? 15 and eight. Oh, they wow, both, 15. They both train. My daughter's a blue belt. Oh, yeah. Wife's a, almost a purple belt. Uh, your daughter's how old? Wow. She's 15. Oh, 15 and 18. She's 15. Boy. Yeah, so she's she's like a blue belt with a stripe. When she That's turns good. 16, she gets a belt. I just got my oldest. Is an eight. I have three girls. Yeah, eight, six, and four. So uh, They train? My, my oldest one. Well, yeah, I play around with all of them, but my yeah. eight-year-old actually got down in my school now. So nice. she's doing some wall blocks and whatnot. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's great. It is good. How, how did you meet your wife? Was she just, was at the school? You want a funny story or you want the real story? Either one. She was on some dude's shoulders, and I told the girls to raise, your, you know, show me your tits, and my wife raised her shirt. She fucking hates me for that story. It's not yeah. true. It's fake. Uh, I prefer that to be the true story. <laughs> <laughs> she was a publicist, and actually Evan tried to get with her, and she blew him off. And she knew I spoke a little Portuguese. I liked the culture, blah blah blah. And she, she, you know, we just met, hooked up, and you know, I was engaged to some other girl. Yeah. Went home to New York. Said this it ain't working. I met somebody else. I'm sorry. Oh, you told her, okay. And a year later, we had a beautiful child and it was quick I, it was a roll of the dice and I stepped in shit with this one it's yeah great, Brazilian great girls are very beautiful I, I've been there three times been in Rio I, yeah. I didn't get to meet anybody like legitimately like you know I met them at the help you know help the club help yeah. and uh, you paid <laughs> you bet I did yeah. uh, <laughs> sort of they did they I mean at me. <laughs> no I, I don't know that club yeah, but you've been by it. You, you've the best thing it. I heard about Help in Brazil is that when you'd walk in there, it seems like a regular nightclub, but every girl in there is a working girl, from what I heard. Yeah, it was a great club. <laughs> I, we stayed at the Rio Othon Palace. Yeah. We, there was a scary walk. That one block, 
from the club to the thing at night is a scary fucking walk if you don't know and I don't know. Yeah, you got to watch for the Adam's apples. No, no. He, he, oh, he I don't mean that. I look for them. He searches for the Adam's apples. Yeah, they don't bother me. Oh, okay. You like surprises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. But those don't bother That's me. a treat yeah. for him. No, I mean, I don't want to get robbed. <laughs> that was just, you know. Yeah. I used to hang out at Copacabana, man, but I was with Brazilians and stuff. Yeah. It was pretty cool. No one's going to bother you if you're who, with a bunch of jujitsu yeah. guys. Who's the old school coach you got, who was just killed in Rio? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Shit, man. I don't even Killed know. how? But murdered or just died or in an accident? Robbed and, and murdered, yeah. Um, recently. It, how recently was this? Like five years ago. Shit, man. It's oh, like, I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm forgetting what, what, what uh, school he's with. Mark Albuquerque. Was it him? I'm not I shouldn't sure, say man. his name if it's not him. Wait, wait. Was he, was he killed resisting or were they just guys who took your stuff and just killed you? We're fighters. You know, yeah, not gonna, you know, we we teach, we learn, and we teach. If somebody wants your wallet, you're like, sure, no problem. Here you go, it's money. Mm. But you know, in reality, sure, here you go. The minute you look to grab it, or the, I'm gonna say you want it, it's right here. Um, you're done. That's it. You do yeah. it, it probably. You know, you doing more gi or no gi now? What are you doing? Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Doing, I did more no gi this morning, but I've been doing yeah. a lot more gi lately. I, I love it all. Yeah, yeah, because you know. It's a, it's great. It's a, we've been doing it for so long. Yeah, you know, I I always came from the gi to no gi was yeah. easier. So I, I somebody told one of you guys told me that years ago. Yeah, it's easier to take your gi off and train versus put yeah. a gi on and train. You know? No, it slows everything down. Yeah, yeah. And plus, us being from New York, I mean, you're not gonna get unless we're at the beach. Yeah. On the subway, there's always guys wearing jackets and yeah. stuff, just self-defense-wise. I'm yeah. always seeing where you could strangle somebody. Do you look at a jacket? Yeah. I've been on the <laughs> oh, subway with Matt, and you see yeah. a jacket, and he'll say to me, oh, that's a gift. Yeah. Oh, That yeah. jacket's a, nice, a gift. You see a nice, strong collar. Yeah. Might as well be a rope around their fucking neck. <laughs> 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 you know? I that's love tight. it. I we love just it, did a dude. funny video the other day. Sen narrated this video where we choked out uh, Christian. Yeah. Billy uh, put Christian in a sleeper hold. And oh, we, yeah? Yeah, we, we got it on the bus, and I, I was the play-by-play guy. And Christian was like, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's, let's see what it feels like. So he <laughs> oh, gets so back he put him to sleep. Yeah. I mean, it was inside of three seconds. He starts turning pink all over yeah. like a fucking old tomato or something, and he just, ah. And then Billy lets him go, and he's like, oh, what the fuck was that, man? Did he, he go like, to sleep literally, or did he wake up? I yeah. stopped it. He's like, yeah. at six seconds. It takes about six seconds, depending. Yeah. But how he tapped, and I was like, let me hold it for a second longer, it's like, so he really feels it. In yeah. all your training, you've been put to sleep before? Of course, no? yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, By not tapping, or you said you, you never No, it, well, yeah, I, I didn't ego. tap. I mean, for me, one time I was here at Henzo's in Manhattan as a purple belt, and I was going with another purple belt, and he was trying to choke me on top of me in my guard, which is hard to do. Yeah. But he had a good grip of my neck. So I put my feet in his hips. I flipped him. So I ended up on top of him mounted. And next thing you know, he kept the grip. And I, I woke up with Henzo on top of me. But Henzo trying to make light of it because it was a very crowded room. He goes, no, man. He's okay. Keep going. And that motherfucker tried to attack me. While I'm, fig- I'm thinking I'm in my bedroom. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? It's just a nightmare. <laughs> so then I came to, I, like, I was with it. But then your body just, you know, I've been rolling so much where even back then I was living on the mat. So it's just automatically autopilot, like I'm fending off this guy. Then I just realized, oh, this guy just put me to sleep. And then I came to and I, I fucked him up. Is it embarrassing yeah. though? You said there's a lot of people in the gym. He was delicate. No. Is it embarrassing or no? No, no. I mean, we're all trying to strangle each other. I mean, you yeah. know, but if it, it's not embarrassing at all, it's one of those things where, you know, listen, everybody has a little bit of an ego. Sure. So it's one of those things where it's like, and it's all who it is. Like if Billy caught me in something, it'd be like, ah, oh, man, that was good, you little fucker. How'd you do that? But if it's a guy, this particular, this guy I was rolling with was a little bit a douchey guy. Okay. So I wanted to get him. Sure. And he knew when I was trying to come to 
that I was a little, and I'd always get the better of the guy. So he knew when I was still, you know, out of it that he was coming at me hard. You see a lot in somebody's character. Like sure. if it was like me and Billy or something, and if I just put him to, to sleep, or, and then we're going again. If Henzo, I'd go to him and I'd be like, "Dude, you good man? You with it? You see what I, you know?" But this motherfucker tried to. That's how you know somebody's real character. Sure. You know, he yeah, was yeah. going. He wanted to get a second tap. Yeah, you know, it wasn't in, happening in two seconds. The way yeah. someone touches you, how they come at you, yeah, how the role is gonna be. Oh yeah. yeah. So when yeah. you put somebody to sleep, is there like, I mean, is there a time limit for them to wake up, or should you just bring them a pillow and a blanket and leave them there? No, they, they wake up. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you know, how long does it take to wake up? Though is it like, hey man, he should have woke up two minutes yeah. ago. Or, no, 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 that's seconds. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things where, it, again, it doesn't stop the air from getting, it stops the blood. Mm. So it just, you just pass out this thing, you just come back. But it is, it is, if you've ever been put out, it, it, it is a confusing for a second feeling where yeah. you wake up, you know, what just happened? Yeah, for, me, for me, I'm always at 116 deposit on, in Rockaway. That's it. What's that? I've, I've, a few times I've been put to sleep, it's always the same place. I'm laying on the beach. In Rockaway <laughs> Beach in Queens. It's like, oh, yeah. oh fuck. That's your picture? <laughs> no, so I, I swear I'm there. That's it. I hear seagulls. I see yeah. stars. You know, it's happened a couple of times. It's always the same I, place. I've never been choked out. I've had guys show me, and it's obviously very uncomfortable. Look at Billy wants to show me. I wish you were on TV. Camera. No, no. That's your, that's your department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, listen, it's, it's, it's really, it's no big deal. You don't want to do it. Henzo always pointed it out to me after that. He goes, look. And that was out of my control. Yeah. But he goes, look, you don't want us to do that on a, you know, I was about to face. say on a reg. Yep. What the fuck's the matter with my brain? On a reg. reg. On a, a reg. reg. And you guys are going, what the fuck's a reg? Watch, it's going to be on your next fucking Cypress Hill song. Yep. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the reg. Yeah. On the reg. Dude, he makes reg. rhymes out of everything. He'll, it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. But yeah, the more you do it, the more The more you do it, the more. more yes, exactly. Your brain will try to protect yourself and you'll just be passing out that much sooner. So, the other thing, though, too, is as as black belts, you start to get, you know what all the moves are. You know what people are going to do. And sometimes there's always that one kid, a brown belt kid who's chasing after you, that target on your head, and he catches you in something, and you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to get me. He's going to get me. You know, hold out one second longer. They usually let go. And this is like giving away secrets here. Yeah. They, they let go because they're like, oh, I don't have them. But if they would have held one second longer, you would have been out. Really? And you're just like, yeah, man, that's a cool grip. Try, keep trying, you'll yeah. get it. Hey, <laughs> anyway, you're like, like, fuck, that motherfucker had me. Hey, yeah. Billy, you, you mentioned that your wife's a purple belt, right? Yeah. Almost, Has there ever been yeah. a, a time where she's been upset with you and maybe try to bust Bro. a move on you or some shit? <laughs> there ain't no hugs more in my house. It's pummel. Yeah. Right? I go to hug her. I'm, I came from tour, and like, she comes up from behind me and she makes me dinner and she comes to give me a. A, you know, a hug from behind. Yeah. It's always she slips in the rear naked. I'm like, Dave, please, just leave me alone. Right? Purple belt's legit. I man. missed you. Yeah. Here's a rear she, naked fold on yeah, your yeah. ass. She's almost a purple belt. Yeah. She's oh, right but it's on. great to train with her yeah. and having, you know, your significant other on the mat. And, you know, she's protected. Like, if she's out and someone tries to hassle her, she she's can fight. kick somebody's ass. My yeah. eight-year-old comes up to me, he'll punch me in the ball, say, let's go. I'm like, you can't do that. Now let's go. I got to teach him, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it truly is the best lot for a woman because, you know, it, it, again, it could turn them off training-wise because, yeah. oh, sweaty guys on top of me and it's disgusting. In reality, where does a predator, where does a dude want to, when he's attacking a girl, he's sitting there boxing with her, he's throwing her on the floor trying to get in her guard. Yep. So it's, you know, I got three girls. It's, I'm paying for their dance camp, this and that. Yeah. I got one, listen, when you're all eight, 
you're you're all you, you're taking the classes. It's not even a question. You know what I mean? They, you know, there's fucking animals out there. There's sick deviants like Jimmy Norton's out there. I don't. Think I'm a yeah, dirty bro. boy. I'm not predatory <laughs> though, but I'm a dirty boy. Let's plug there. That's all right though. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't like victims. It doesn't turn me on. I, I, uh, I like I like I like someone who looks me in the eye and wants to spit on me and show me who's boss. She yeah. is nasty right. dog. <laughs> Insane dog. I should right. bring you on tour, bro. <laughs> I've never gone out with a band. I mean, I've done a few music shows before. They're hard because yeah. I do comedy. It's very, it's very difficult to do with, uh, with, with music. It's a tough combination. My friend toured with uh, Slayer and Anthrax. And uh, how did that go? Who was he? Had a hard time. He said they were throwing beer at him. Slayer. Who was it? It wasn't Metallica. It wasn't that. It was Slayer, Megadeth. Anthrax, and Megadeth. Yep. yep. Uh, Jim Florentine. Yeah, he was yeah. the host of that mouse show. He, he, yeah. he, uh, he was going out with those guys. He goes, but you're doing this fucking same audience three or four times. And he goes, by the, right, by the time I'm going out right before Slayer, he goes, people are throwing beer on me. They're all fucking loaded. And Slayer's fans are not exactly tolerant of other art forms. No. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They came here to hear the crunch. You know what I mean? Not yeah, Joe, yes. of course. Yeah. Speaking of comedy, remember, uh, remember Brian used to train with us over Brian there. Kalen. Yeah. yeah that oh, yeah, Brian, I know Brian. He's got a nice Brian, podcast. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with Brendan Chobb. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, he yeah. was with us back in the day. That's over on uh, 27th Street, yeah. I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. Where, uh, what is it, FIT? Yeah, he's a good yeah. comic, too. Do you yeah. see him do stand-up? No. Oh, he's funny. He was man. on Comedy Central back yep. in the day, and yeah. you know, but his podcast on, I listen to. So yeah, he's very good. good. I yeah. think he was on Mad TV when he was training with us back oh, in the day. That's it, yep. Yeah. No, that was... Again, this is literally like 20 years ago, dude. Not to make us feel old. Look yeah. how great Billy looks. Look at good. that. I you wish look I the had... same too, bro. Nah, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little heavier. That's solid. <laughs> but I'm rolling, solid, man. Dude. I'm 43. Yeah. How'd that happen? God bless. I'm right on Jimmy's house, man. 43 years old. Oh, you're a youngster. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> Nothing on me. Hang out with you guys more often. <laughs> when does your, is your tour kicking off type of thing? The record just dropped. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. We're all over social media, Powerflow underscore LA, Instagram, Twitter, Powerflow Band on Facebook, um, Spotify, all the socials, whatever. But uh, we're on tour POD, and we'll be through here in September in New York. Oh, that's awesome. I'm giving you my yeah. number before East you get Coast. out of here. Dude, we're playing Long Island. I'm coming. I can't wait. And are you still watching the fights? Of course, dude. Yeah. My boy Brian Ortega's fighting in, in two weeks. You know, oh, who's, T, who's he, T who's, City. Who's he's he fighting? fighting? Um, Mayork. What's his name? Mayor. I don't know. But in you know two what? weeks, he's yeah. fighting the in in, uh, in, in Anaheim. 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 Oh, he's on yeah. that. Are oh, you gonna okay. be there? T City. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm gonna be there too, man. Yeah. Maybe we'll That's chill hooked. out. Yeah. We'll hook up for yeah, sure, for man. Sure, yeah. I got uh, I got um, Aljo Sterling fighting Barrow out there. Nice. Yeah. Aljo's a stud on the mat. Yeah, yeah. He's a stud on the mat. One of you guys? He's one of my guys. Yeah. Uh, and you gotta kick out a lot of guys, man. God we, got, bless we got some good guys. Yep. We got Chris Wyman fighting this weekend. Yep. And Gian Vellante. You know, big, and, and Strong Big Island. fan of Chris. Oh, I love yep. Chris, man. I'm really hoping, you know, I, I think he's going to do really well. Fox That's main card, good. 8 o'clock. Yeah, him against uh, Calvin Gaslam. It's going to be yep. great. Yeah, the whole card is good. Oh, oh Brian Ortega's fighting Hanato Moicano. Yeah, Moicano. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yep. Say that five times fast. Brian Ooh. Ortega, T City. Yeah. Been training with him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I'm the only one that doesn't know shit about this right That's all right. That's all right. Let's talk I'm, about the McGregor fight. I'm going to have to go, yes! I'm gonna have to go right, and go. watch some of this stuff with you or, or, or something because I got to get hip on this. You're, you're, you're a boxing fan? Yeah, I like boxing. Now, what do you think about this Mayweather versus McGregor fight? Are you, were you following any of that? Yeah, spectacle? I mean, spectacle at this point, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually pulling for McGregor on that one. Ah, me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really am too. Of course. I think this will be... I got an Irish this, this guy's with in, Italian. The guy's fierce, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think Mayweather's ever faced an opponent like this one dude here. If only it was yeah. an MMA fight. It's his so first boxing fight. If only. Of course. That Remember, would, it would that, go 30 seconds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Remember when Hoist challenged, it was a Hoist who challenged Tyson? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was Hoist yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is like the closest thing. Is it a UFC sanctioned fight? 
Are they have anything to do with it? It might be a joint promotion. Joint promotion, promotion but it is total boxing rules. Fight, no, yeah. I think it's all it's all Showtime. It's all Showtime. All Showtime. Yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. but um, they get to call the shots as far as the size, of the gloves, and everything. So and is it boxing rules? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, so Dana, kudos to Dana for pulling that down. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, he really, I mean, McGregor has nothing really to lose because he knows, even if he gets, if, if he loses very badly, he, he knows in a real fight he can still kick his ass. Yeah. And everyone so, else knows And everybody too. knows that. Yep. So that kind of has to give you a freedom to be a little bit more relaxed in there, yeah. right? It's I not mean, a Diaz fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Gotta yeah, I mean, anyway, the, there's got to love this, the Diaz, Diaz brothers. Of course. Street Every, fighters, man. Everybody loves the Diaz brothers. Awesome. All real love fighters them. love the Diaz brothers. Yep. You mean like the Diaz brothers, like a Scarface to movie? No. Yeah. Fuck the fucking yeah. Diaz brothers. Yeah, put the fucking keys. I bury those cockroaches. Those, yep. those, there's the guys, there's the actual two dudes, Diaz brothers. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're badass. Dude. I think I'll be a fan of those guys this time. You would love <laughs> I love that name. They, they smoke matter, bro. Oh, they do. Yeah, oh, I'll, then I'm we'll, their we'll guy, introduce. dude. Yeah, they're a good place to start if you're going to get into it. Right on. Right, well, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you guys so much for coming in. And thanks Thank to Calvin Gastelum for calling in. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys again. Really appreciate it. Thank you for appreciate having us, man. It's been a great time sitting here talking stuff with you guys, man. Yeah, Power flow. That's awesome. Power flow. Power flow, people. Power flow time. Check us out. We're on New Damage Records. We'll be on the East Coast in September, like Billy said. Our album is out already out, uh, for almost a month now. And we're getting good reviews and fans are digging it. So I encourage everyone to give us an ear. And uh, hope you guys, everyone that puts an ear to it, likes it. You know, power flow. It we're, we're about awesome. it. Fuck with us, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.